Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast for the 20th of February 2017, today brought to you by Crunchyroll. <gasps> yes, Ooh. we've got just the right guest for that particular plug, don't we? Crunchyroll is the sponsor for today's show, and we have an offer for you. Head on over to crunchyroll.com slash totalbiscuit and get yourself a 30-day free trial of Crunchyroll Premium for all of your anime, unlimited anime, ad-free in 1080p HD, pr- playing on practically any device. If you so desire. Mm-hmm. And I know two want, people who do. If you're lazy like me, if you're lazy like me, <laughs> oh, here we go. Could, you can climb into bed and be like, I really want to watch some anime. Uh, but I, we both want to watch some anime. How can we do You turn on your TV and then you plug in a, a little Chromecast and then you bring up Crunchyroll on your phone and then you Chromecast. Crunch your all from your phone to your TV. Are you writing? Are you writing this down? Because you should be taking notes. You should be uh, taking notes. This is important. It's a twenty-five-step right instruction manual to watch anime. Right I just imagine all these cords going to a little phone. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> look. In the end, I get to watch animus. So mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. And what animus have you been watching recently on Crunchyroll? Uh, quite a few, but if there's one that I think more people should give a shot, it would be the saga of Tanya the Evil. Oh, I thought you were going to say Gabriel Dropout, because that was- Oh, that one is also fantastic. No, I want Raphael to step on me, honestly. (laughs) The saga of Tanya the Evil, I think is fantastic. The Japanese name for it is Yojo Senki. And all I'm going to say is, if you watch the first episode and you're like- You have to tough it out. You have to tough "Eh, out the first episode. Watch two. Please just watch two episodes because the second episode is when you're like, what the fuck? It's it blows the whole thing wide open. It's, it's great. It's real good. It's fantastic. It's also, such a weird show. Uh Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid is also really good. Also I, fantastic. I really like Kobayashi Dragon. It's lots of cute dragons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're all there's, a boy, there's a boy dragon who dresses. And he's boring. Like and he's, he's boring obsessed with Dark Souls and he's super boring. And it's yep. great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wait, 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 back up. Obsessed with Dark Souls. Yeah, yeah, there's like a the there's Dark like a Souls. fake version of Dark, Dark Souls. Souls. Yeah, oh, okay. The anime and the very first time that you meet him, Fenrir is his name. The very yeah. first time that you meet him, he like gets sat down and they're like, "Oh, I'm. Oh, did you want to? Did you want to try playing it?" And he becomes completely obsessed with this yeah. game, it's- which is also kind of oddly the plot of Gabriel Dropout, where a an angel plays a, a clone of Ragnarok online and then becomes obsessed with it, and that's all yeah, she does. Yeah, becomes like a shitty, terrible person. Was, yeah. Wasn't there an anime recently that literally used Street Fighter Five in it? I read some news article yes. about it. Uh, Akiba what was it? Oh, oh Akiba's Trip. Yeah, but Akiba's oh, Trip was oh, no, also that's, a video game. <laughs> that's yeah. Hang on a minute. I was gonna say I remember that being a video game and wasn't it a video game about Ripping making people, people? Di- yes that yeah. it's that's what the anime is too hey yeah. right okay uh, i mean I, I guess i shouldn't be too surprised by that but yeah i heard that they actually used legitimate street fighter 5 footage in that thing they did which is funny because i thought they would actually use a good game and oh <laughs> I was looking for a, like an appropriate prop to wave around, but I like how you just did it with like. I guess they I figured they use a good game. Yeah, good game, you know. Maybe not Sleep Fighter Five. Just it's uh, like what do I, it's like Sleep it's like what do I have that's appropriate to wave around for the shade? It's like oh, Hawaiian coconut bites. 
Oh, oh. coffee bean and tea leaf napkin. Oh, that, should, that, that burn was so harsh that you'll need whole soothers, throat lozenges. Oh. oh. Sorry, oh, the burn was so hot that we can't go near it, so instead we have to emulate it with virtual reality using Oculus Touch! Oh, 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 oh my god! We might as well go all in! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I like where this goof went. I like where this goof went. <laughs> Way good. too far. Where it went was too far. That was good. We should charge Crunchyroll extra for that. But oh, don't God. worry, because you won't have to with 30 days free over at crunchyroll.com slash total biscuit for Crunchyroll Premium. God, I'm good at this. Um, I, I was also asked to rein in a conversation we were having during the pre-show. Okay. Um, about, uh, we all know what Sanrio is, right? Like Hello Kitty and Batsumaru and all of those yeah. like little characters. And Karopi and Chocolate yeah. Hat. And now, and now the little angry red panda yeah, who listens Gret, to death metal. Agretsuko, who's my favorite. Yeah, he's adorable. Mm -hmm. But I was telling them during the pre-show that uh, there's there's a thing in Japan and it's coming here called Sanrio Boys. And I think that it's their effort to get like slightly older kids back into Sanrio. Like yeah. you, Jesse, just like you. They got me with the, new character. with the new character they got me. I was like, I can relate. I can relate to you. <laughs> What if, what if yeah. I told yeah. you that there was going to be an anime coming out that was about uh, hot men who are obsessed with Sanrio characters and friendships with one another? Hang on. How, well, oh, pause. How there's also there's also a video game where you get I'm to play a hot girl who's obsessed with all of the boys who are obsessed with Sanrio. Hold on, are we throwing money at the screen? We have to go deeper. I'm trying. I want it. Give it to me. Uh, take it. Look take, it up. It's hilarious. They're like full-on boys, and they just like hug little Hello Kitties and shit. Jesse, if you wouldn't mind just uh, throwing your credit card and then picking it up and throwing it like the other side at the webcam, that would be great. <laughs> I only have I have two one dollar bills, and I'm just gonna keep throwing them. Hey. <laughs> Same Oh, That's so much money, bro. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Take Whoa. all this money. Oh, there's more of it now. Whoa. Where does it keep Jeez. coming from? It's magic. I don't even know. <laughs> this is all the money that Crunchyroll gives us to promote. The whole $4. YouTube.crunchyroll slash com slash Total Biscuit. Yeah, that's the one. There that's it is. Not, not even close, but <laughs> it's okay because it's down the bottom of the screen. So go check that out. If you so and you desire. You can watch it on all kinds of stuff. Yeah, your fridge. Probably compatible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Probably watch At it on your fridge. Point. Entirely possible. Did you see that guy that got the fridge to run Doom? That was pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. There was a guy that ran it on the little touch strip that's on the new MacBook. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck. Talk yeah. about ultra wide. Just yeah, like, yeah. well, what what aspect ratio is that? Oh, it's about 120 to three or something. Like, it's like, what the hell is this? Oh my god, so great. Well, to the Crossroad Podcast, we do occasionally talk about video games, and when necessary, anime. There is something of a crossover between the two of them. Weirdly enough, unsurprisingly, I've actually noticed there's quite a few anime on there that are just about mobile games. Puzzles and Dragons has about 48 episodes. <laughs> so as it bad turns at out. that. And all oh, that sort of thing. Dragons. Yeah, yeah. There's there's also another one, which was a game that I had played a little bit of, which is one of those... It, it, you've noticed possibly the, the trend of 
you have RPG style characters that are trapped inside balls and you sort of flick them at other dudes. Mm -hmm. That's a uh, thing. Yes. And th yes. there was there was one that was very popular involving monsters Your and that characters and balls became an anime. It, it's like glad I didn't have to make that joke. The old would, people in balls. If you think about it, it's literally bowls, like as in lawn bowling, I suppose you'd call oh, it like in the bowling. US, but, gotcha. but in the UK, they call it bowls. Uh, and it's that, but with monsters. Okay, sure. Why not? Those games are actually kind of fun, I have to admit, but the, the gacha element of them. I like that yeah, word. Yeah. Now, now that I've heard that word, I use it a lot. Is <laughs> It applies to uh, a decent number of specifically mobile games, I think. It, it does, quite well on mobile games in particular. All right, let's talk about the games that we have been playing this week. That's what we're planning on doing for the next couple of hours. And then after that, we're talking about the news, what there is of it, and the release list this time around. Uh, I was the one that took it to the chopping block. So let me just put it this way. There's a lot of 8-bit style retro platformers that are not in that list anymore. Damn. Damn. And visual novels. Damn. Look, I cut one. <laughs> it was one. That That's not that bad. I even left at least one platformer in it, because actually several platformers yeah. that looked that looked pretty good, all things considered. TB but is a fair and loving god. I, I am a generous god. There's no mm -hmm. doubt. No! Right. <laughs> oh. Untrue! No, wow, okay. No, he is very Old Testament. TB is wrath of god. Khan levels very, of very evil. fire and brimstone. Wait, wrath oh, of yeah. Khan. But... Yeah, you're, yeah, you're the wrath of Khan. Really, yeah, real wrath, wrath of Khan type stuff. Brimstone yeah, wrath. Yeah. That is that is that is your uh, biblical uh, verse. Khan, I have all the power Khan of the USS Reliant, a Miranda class frigate, truly <laughs> omnipotent and omnipresent. Hold up a sign that says Khan three sixteen. Khan three sixteen <laughs> <laughs> said, "I just phased your ass." <laughs> Ricardo Matsuban. Oh, lovely. <laughs> All right. What we've been playing this week. Should we start with uh since myself and Octopimp actually played quite a bit of this yesterday, should yes. we go straight to Four Honor? Once oh, again. Yeah. yeah. I thought yeah. that. Basically, this well. is called the Jesse Cox exclusionary topic. I don't believe Jesse's played this yet. Not a once. No. Nope. <laughs> haven't touched it. Now, I actually did I had some time, so I spent probably most of yesterday and a little bit of the day before playing some so that I could get in on the conversation. Mm -hmm. How are you Before, feeling about it? I'm in two minds. The the 1v1 and 2v2, I think, is excellent. Yes. A lot of fun. And that's because, and it's not in any way an original thought at this point, it's a fighting game, guys. Hey, did you know it's a fighting game? Yes. If you notice how every review mentioned that, as if they were the only guys in on the secret, it's like, hey, but guys, actually, it's a fighting game. It's like, yeah, yeah we, we, we know. We, we get it. And as uh, it is a fighting game, of course, in one versus one and two versus two, it's going to play a hell of a lot better. It's a simplified fighting game. No doubt about that. You know, there aren't a huge number of combos, but it's it's a fairly easy fighting game to get to a decent level in, I found. Mm -hmm. it, it only took me like a couple of hours to really get to the point where I felt pretty confident with a character and the combos and moves. And uh, I'm just sort of getting a hang on the matchups at the moment. And that's just... Mm -hmm. a, that can become a case of trying to find enough people that are playing the different characters because there's definitely some trends towards certain characters, let me put it that way at the moment, and some oh, yeah. guys that well, I barely ever yeah, see. Yeah, like right now, uh, Shugoki is extremely broken. Yeah, that's mean why I'm broken. playing him. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't mean broken in a, oh, he really needs to be nerfed sort of way. I mean, like there are multiple videos being like, oh, hey, if you just do this and this, then this hit actually counts for two hits and a person just dies. Yeah, <laughs> like, there, there is that. Broken. <laughs> yeah, I haven't uh, encountered that yet and I haven't done it myself, but I have heard about that. And that's definitely mm-hmm. something that needs fixing. The yeah. The only issue I really have with the 1v1 and 2v2 is that there are far too many areas of the level designed around instant environmental kills. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Octo and I were talking about that when we were playing that like we really wish that almost in in like a final destination no items yes. sort of way there yes. were some places you could choose to go that didn't have fire that didn't have cliffs that Spikes. were just like in a field like a an large epic field <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I I find the most fun that I have I find 1v1 to be the most fun that's for obvious reasons considering that I am mm. a very a very avid fighting game player I sure. really like 1v1 and I think the uh the maps that are just sort of like you're in like a little sort of uh area just like surrounded by stairs and uh like that one in the samurai level where there's the, the little bit of fire but you don't really have to go next to it I just like that where it's like you're kind of circling each other and you just play the mind games. That's the most well, fun I have with that game. Yes. As a person who totally sucks at this game and mm-hmm. has only played it at events and uh, in like super early beta stuff, mm-hmm. uh, Devil's Advocate, those cliffs and shit are the only reason I could beat some people. <laughs> and you know what? That's probably yeah. the reason they're in, actually, to to give it's sort of like a, a little nod to the scrubs, as it were, to give them the opportunity to have a little fun moment. It changed it changed the game for me many times where I was like, well, this guy's way better than me. Push him off a cliff. Push oh, him off right. the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> I was playing my friend the other day and I played a lot more than him. And like when it was just me fighting him, I would win pretty consistently. But as soon as we, I would go next to a balcony or, you know, like a, a cliff, he would just like run up to me and I'm like, all right, here we go. And he just push me off and i'm like well i guess i lose that there are definitely yeah, some funny yeah. moments involving it there's the level that has a very narrow bridge and i was uh, dueling sin victor last night to the point where i refused to let him leave until he could actually beat my big japanese can't pronounce that name guy with the stick that i play uh, and it's pronounced naruto ugh, i hate you mm-hmm. and he, he i just at one point i just i charged across the the bridge didn't even look back. The charge knocks him off the bridge and just instantly wins the round. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I refused yeah. to let him leave until I stopped 5 zeroing him over and over and over again. Because he didn't realize you could block unblockable moves. Mm-hmm. You can oh, parry them. You can so, parry them, yeah. So I was repeatedly murdering him with my unblockable move over and over again. It's like, this is bullshit. And then <laughs> I was like, I'm like, you, you know, you can parry that, right? He's like, what? So we said, we're going to stay here. And I'm going to keep doing this to you until you learn to consistently parry it. And I think 20 rounds later of him losing, he starts parrying it. And we start having decent duels at that point. That's, That's basically yeah. what Octo and I did. Because we were we were playing together. We started doing the uh, single player campaign, which is yeah. actually like pretty fun. Um, there are three chapters to it for mm-hmm. each of the three factions. We finished the one for nights. And I kept getting so frustrated. And I realized at a certain point, I was like, I have no idea how to parry. And Octo was like, what? <laughs> so you we like, do kind of need to know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we went into uh, 1v1s. We set it to 99 rounds. Yes. And Octo is just like the most patient, loving senpai ever. He was like, uh, okay, so now going. I'm going to I'm gonna only do heavy attacks and we're going to see how many times you can parry. And then he was like, okay, so now we're also going to add in deflects. So see if you can alternate doing deflects and parries. And then he was like, now I'm going to work in some 
some, you know, light attacks because those ones are quicker. And I was just like, yay, it, <laughs> it, so much. Yeah, because all the assassin classes have deflects and the difference between yeah. deflects and parries is that deflects have a built-in follow-up whereas um, parries do not. No, they do not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of nice to to be able to mix them up because you never know, you know, what's going to come after. Your, your opponent's not going to go with, know what's going to come after, so. Now, yeah. the, the, the thing that that game does a terrible job of is informing you that actually learning to parry and all that other stuff is, there is a tutorial for it. There's an advanced yes. tutorial that lets you practice mm -hmm. that. And it never prompts you to do it, and it's buried away in a menu somewhere. Yep. So yep. It, they should just put that in there. Also, here's another point about that single-player campaign. If you do pick up the game, don't do the tutorial because the exact fucking same tutorial is in the first mission of the night campaign. And you mm -hmm. can't, and it's one of those super restrictive tutorials where it doesn't let you do any other move other than the one it tells you to. So yeah, that annoyed the fuck out of me. But, but if you want some free steel, just do both, just do both guys. Yeah, you do, yeah, you do yeah. get currency. You get yes. a bunch of steel for doing each chapter. You get a bunch of steel for just doing that first tutorial. Um, and steel is how you buy like- Real steel. Uh, real steel. Starring Hugh Jackman. Yes. Steel. Great, film. Great, Great movie. If you gain enough steel, then they'll send you a copy of real steel in the mail. Real steel? That's, oh, that sounds like, that's a deal. Yeah. <laughs> that is a, a real deal. It's a real steel deal. deal. God damn it. Quite the steal. <laughs> yeah. This podcast brought to you by Real Steel starring Hugh <laughs> Apparently so, yes. The <laughs> anyway, yeah, so uh, what we want to be to pretty pretty good. 4v4 is bullshit. Uh Dominion is a bullshit mode for bullshit people. And it's terrible it's terribly put together and horribly frustrating. As myself, Octo, and Sin found repeatedly last night, when we ended up being... Uh, th there's several problems with it. One being the matchmaking in that game. If it exists, I'm not aware of it. Because holy crap, we've been dumped in either both solo and as teams against people who are like three or four levels of prestige with gear level that is vastly superior. You know, you know it's everything's horrible, when you queue up, you end up against a guy whose shoulder pads are literally on fire and spit out gouts of flame every time he hits you. Mm. You know at that point, and like, well, I've got this wood stick and uh, I've got these like uh, little bamboo shoulder pads. It's like, mine are made of dragons and are on fire and gout flame every time I punish your pitiful noob ass. And it's horrendous. It really sucks. <laughs> I... I Sorry. Oh, go, you go, you first. I was just going to say, I don't, I don't enjoy Dominion very much. I think that there are some classes that do better in Dominion. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, it's, it's not nearly as enjoyable for me. I do wish that there was an elimination because elimination is 4v4 without like the capture the points. Yeah. Um, but it has buffs all over the place. I just want elimination with no buffs. Mm -hmm. I yeah. think that that, I would enjoy that. A lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how like, it doesn't they, exist yet. they could set that up in sort of a tournament format where it ends up being sort of, you know, just sort of a mini tournament where, you know, you, you take your eight players and then it's like, there's your round of four, round of two, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But the, there's, there's other issues with Dominion as well. The Dominion for me is the antithesis of the title of the game, the title of the game being for honor. The way <laughs> to win in Dominion is no honor whatsoever, yeah. i.e., you 3v1 people from behind and you run away whenever you think you're going to lose a fight, 
because there's barely any way to stop you from doing that. Mm. And that's a pain in the ass. Uh, I, I, I feel like the Dominion just, for me, ends up being like 2v1 or 3v1 and I have to run away. Like that, mm-hmm. that is, it's always like, Hey, there's, there's three people here. And they're like, Oh, well, we're at B and A and I'm at C and I'm like, okay, I got to run. And then it's like, I just leave. Cause like you, you, unless you're like God level reactions, you can't fight three people at once. It's just, yeah. Horrible. The other thing is that, um, it behooves you to just like sit on a point because you get double points, but yes. then you're like, you have this conflicted feeling of like, okay, well, I'm just standing on C. Yes. Nobody's yeah. here. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not helping, even though I know that I, I am technically, but I'm not like involved in anything right now. You know, it's just like a weird. Have you seen how I try to like Zerg points? I'm trying to, Im- cause you keep saying like the vast majority is three on, like I keep trying to imagine if I was four people, I would just, as four, go from point to point and just cycle through all the points and just keep messing with guys. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing necessarily stopping you from doing that. It's, it, it comes down... to overwhelm them. It's, it, uh, like, yeah, if you're up against... Like, you have to take two points, so you always have more than... I just feel like if that's the name of the game, if, if more equals a win, then just Zerg everything and you've won. It, mm. You can. It depends on how organized the enemy team is. I mean, in most pubby groups, I think you'd probably be able to do that just fine. We we ended up against a group that was obviously organized and was doing, it was zerging points with three and then had one guy just sort of uh, as as the guy was sweeping between points to try and stop people from cap, uh, back capping them. And that mm-hmm. worked very well for them. And we were constantly getting overwhelmed. I think, you know, with two organized teams, it'd probably be just fine. But I imagine with organized teams, the problem of running away will get even worse because a better player realizes, yeah, I can run away. There are very few ways of stopping you. A couple of classes have like tackles and things that can stop people from getting away, but they're hard to connect with. And that's assuming you even have those classes to begin with. So most of the time, if they run away, it's like, well, I can't do anything then, you know, and the play style that you were encouraged to play is the polar opposite of what the one versus one and two versus two is mm-hmm. where the game really shines because, you know, the game's about honorable dueling, you know, and all that kind of thing and ending him rightly. But you can't do that in the four versus four in at least in dominion. Anyway, I, when I first heard about the game and heard about what it was and like the kind of play style that it was, I immediately was like, okay, well, if there's a one V if it's a one V one type of mode, that's probably all I'm going to play. And any other modes are just gravy for me. So like, yeah. while I know a lot of, and I think the dominion is the most played mode. I always see it, it is. high activity. And, it's and I, it's the, it was the most marketed. That's the yeah. one that they pushed out to everybody. Yeah. Because here's the thing. They didn't want to admit it was a fighting game because they were afraid if they did admit it was a fighting game, less people would buy it. They have mm-hmm. snuck a fighting game onto people's machines for yes. people that don't generally like fighting games. And the way they did that was by marketing it almost exclusively through Dominion mode. Mm-hmm. So that's and, why people are playing that. Yeah. And, and so I see most people playing Dominion, but like, like I said, for me, that's just gravy. Like Dominion and, and 4v4 is honestly, that's just the extra stuff for me. I'm more interested in the 2v2, 1v1 stuff. But I think it's kind of nice that they give you the option to do it. Like it's there. You know, it's whatever. If you want to play the 4v4 Dominion capture point mode, it, it's there. But for me, that's the party mode. That's the like get a couple friends together and just mess around mode. Like, yeah, right. yeah that's, not the first, that's not like the serious mode for me. Mm. The problem is that because so many people are playing that mode, matchmaking for duel in particular is tricky. The population yeah. of that queue is low. 
So yes, it, it can take a while. And even if it does get you into something, it often gets you in with a vast skill disparity. Yes. So there, there and you sort of run into the other problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I, real talk. Yeah. Let's, yes. let's coxerdomus this thing for a minute. Hit me. Future of this game. Oh, I'm so glad you said this because I, <laughs> no. I was literally thinking about this last night and I was like, I don't think this game has a super big longevity. That's really, what I'm saying. Like, everything I hear, I really it don't. seems like a month from now, the community is going to be real tiny. Like, I, I'm enjoying the hell out of it now, and I would like to continue to play and improve at this game because, I, I, like I said, I've already said before, I love the 1v1. I think it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it a lot. But I don't see this holding people's attention for a super-duper long time. I really don't. Mm. Mm. it's not i mean i think we can we can very easily compare it to siege because i mean hell it was the same it's the same company mm-hmm. and siege has obviously done really well over the last two years has clearly got that longevity and is bigger than when it launched which mm-hmm. in most situations from multiplayer shooter is extremely rare with a couple of exceptions and you have to i guess look at the model how did they do it well i mean they consistently added new maps they added new operators. Every time they added a new operator, it basically changed the meta completely, simply because you had to adapt your strategy. But there's also... Uh, yes? They, they also threw a ton of money at streamers and YouTubers to constantly promote it they throughout did. its lifespan. They yeah. did. Uh, which is why they replicated that with the For Honor launch. I mean, the last two weeks of Twitch have been saturated with For Honor because the vast majority of people streaming For Honor were paid to do so. And that meant it had a strong launch, the question is, are they going to continue doing that or will streamers organically continue to stream it? Is there an audience for it? So uh, far, the answer what? is there is, yes. Real real talk, uh, are streamers going to continue to stream it? Let me look at my schedule here. Um, February 28th, Horizon Zero Dawn. That's going to be streamed like crazy. Uh, yeah. March 7th, yes. Near Automata. That's going to come out. That's going to be crazy. Yep. Mass Effect, March 21st. I, oh, I, look, I love you for honor, but streams about to change there's gonna be a yep. lot of other streams even yep. even tomorrow is in into the woods which i'm super excited about so i don't know if that's a stream game but i'll stream the hell out of that like, there's plenty of games that are coming out that i feel like uh for honor you know they're gonna have to pay a lot of people a lot of money to keep them playing it well it's not even just down to that like you've got to look at the the watchability of the game in and of itself is it an enjoyable experience to watch on a consistent basis because we can make the argument there's been tons of amazing games that came out the last few years, and yet Hearthstone's still one of the top stream games after three yep. years. Why? Mm-hmm. Why is that the case? Combination of a few things. Big player base, free to play, Blizzard obviously helps, but very, very watchable. Eminently watchable. Arguably more watch- enjoyable to watch than play at times. Is For mm-hmm. Honor an enjoyable experience to watch? It can be. I've enjoyed watching Sam play it, especially when he's won like crazy fights and shit. Mm-hmm. I would probably enjoy watching dueling more than Dominion because yes. again, Dominion is bullshit. So unless I'm watching a very high quality player that can actually win two and three V1s on a fairly consistent basis, which I think is probably going to stop happening. I think yeah. the only reason it's happening right now is because some people are very, very good because they've been playing a shit ton of it in the beta. That's going to, that is going to kind of close that gap eventually. Um, Sam himself was actually saying that they've reached a problem with dueling where they seem to have found the skill ceiling, where he describes it as a perfect defense that people can be ba- uh, people good enough are basically never going to get hit. Right. So there, there are certain you have to basically use certain cheese strategies to win. So he feels that there might be a problem with the skill ceiling of that game long term. Yeah. Also- I think. 
something like Siege, <laughs> that's not the case. They put out, um, not Ubisoft, but somebody on the subreddit, I think, like made a big post uh, with all of the, with the timing of every different class's grab. Damn. And like, it doesn't, it doesn't all make sense. Like, characters that shouldn't have the fastest grab are way faster than like assassin classes to the point where it's like, there's no way for you to, what's the, Octo, is there a tech it? There's no way to tech it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no way to like, yeah. So, 100, they have grab times? Shit, mm -hmm. it's like, this is Street Fighter, man. It was well, it so, it totally I is. mean, did, is it like the frame data? Did they like list the frame data for the grabs and stuff? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. Man, yeah. I know there was already some arguments that apparently, because you can you can block uh, guard breaks, but the, the window to do it is so narrow that uh, Ubisoft themselves have admitted that it's narrower than it's supposed to be and they're patching it. You know, it, very much a, a fighting game in that respect. But yeah, I, I do wonder about that longevity. And again, I keep going back to Siege and I'm thinking like, the, I don't see the ceiling for Siege is so high with how quick it is to kill people, with the fact that tons of the parts of the level are destructible, the fact that you can make a small hole in a wall and use that as a point to aim through because of that destructibility, the huge combination of different abilities and operators that are available there as well. That seems mm -hmm. to keep people like really interested in playing that game. I don't know if that's going to be the case with Verona, though I I have no doubt that shoving more heroes in there will certainly help. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about the, the Twitch dynamic, right? When people are watching others on Twitch, you're either looking for uh, <clears throat> the game that is going to be like, oh shit, this is the newest hottest shit, right? You're either doing that or yep. you're there for the streamer because that person's awesome. You want to mm -hmm. see whatever they're going to play. Or... You're there because um, the game they're playing is a game that you, the viewer, uh, this is pretty much all of Hearthstone, you, the viewer, are like, oh, I could easily have done better than that move. Like, these guys, let me explain oh, yeah. this to you. There's a and lot so, of that. Yeah, so when it comes to this game, yeah. you have to question where it falls into. And I think most of the stream people that are doing it, people are watching those streams because, one, it's new, and, two, it's, they're seeing what their favorite streamer's doing. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's a lot of I could do this better in this. And I wonder, as time goes on, as less and less people are paid to play it, uh, the audience of people playing it, because if Sam's right and there is this, like, everyone can do a perfect defense, eventually, th even the audience of, like, well, I could do it better is just, like, the boredom level of watching, it's not new, uh, there's a skill skill ceiling where everyone's just blocking everything, yeah. and it's, it's really slow tactical now, and I don't know how many people are going to be like, oh, this is my jam, and I definitely want to see how this works out. <laughs> Right, because it yeah, becomes yeah. Slower, I mean, and slower and slower. I watched I Street Fighter Four tournaments for a long time, but that's that's kind of a different thing. No, but, yeah, but that's, that's me too. Because in Street Fighter, in Street Fighter, you have those moments. Like if there's, there is no such. There's perfect strategies, but they fail miserably. Mm -hmm. And 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 I'm hoping maybe as time goes on, Sam will probably report back that like, okay, well, this perfect defense thing is bullshit, and you don't have to like cheese your way through it. There actually mm -hmm. is something there, but. Because that's, you know, if you look at good Street Fighter matches, it's super defensive until someone finds a way to, like, break the other person. Yeah. And so that makes it exciting, but also they're very, very quick, and, and things can change rapidly. And there also is a ton of characters, so you keep... The hope is that eventually, For Honor could pull that off. But I guess everything that we're hearing so far is, like be careful <laughs> i think what did they say they want to make like 10 characters per faction eventually yeah. something like that that's so many i can't even that's like so many characters that they have to add there's three now you know they're gonna well, they're gonna triple that 
Well, f- it's, four, it's four, isn't it? Four, yeah. four. That's four, right. Four, three. Um, but I mean, like, that could be part of the plan to keep people interested uh-huh. as well. Totally. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. saying, okay, well, we're going to plan to, over time, you know, release new characters for each faction. Yeah. You know, however often mm-hmm. um, in order to get people coming back. And at that, at those points, we'll do big PR pushes again, you know, mm-hmm. and make sure that everybody knows about it and blah, sure, blah, blah. Sure. Fortunately, mm-hmm. Ubisoft is in a position where they're able to just like throw a lot of money at stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so who knows? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but. I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I don't foresee myself playing this on a regular past like the first week or two. Maybe I'll come, if someone asks me, hey, you want to 1v1 me, one one me in For Honor? I'll probably say, yeah, sure and play it for about 10 minutes, and then I'm like, okay. I don't think I'd spend hours. I mean, I was finding myself yesterday being, you know, the first major session that I actually sat down to play a lot of, you know, I was finding in less than an hour, I was getting a bit tired of it, and I was sort of playing it in short bursts, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. would be great if not for all of the shit you have to go through to get into a game in the first place. So the game loves wasting your time. I mean, whether it be for the five or six splash screens loading up, the the fact that it's going to show you all the territories and who's taking the territories for it lets you do fucking anything. (sighs) Then going through that map, then (laughs) queuing up, then it's like, oh, you queued up, now pick a character, wait for another minute for everyone to pick the character. Now I'm going to show you a cool loading screen with everyone posing each other. Another 45 seconds because someone's on a fucking wooden PC here. Then, of Mm -hmm. course, you're in the game. Oh, someone disconnected. We have to resync everything. It stops the match, which is the worst. That's so. Oh my annoying. god! If I've got you, killed like, because of that. Kill before. somebody, and then it rolls back. It's like, hold on, we need to resync, and it rolls back to god right damn. before the person died. And you're like, don't do this. To oh me. yeah, <laughs> I understand the use of peer to peer with one v one fighting games, but the problem with Four Honor has is it's both. Like, and for uh, for anything more than that, the more people you add to a peer to peer game, the more that shit you're gonna get, and mm. it, it that's not good at all. That does not feel great, and. I've had those sync issues or something lag related probably on average once, at least once every two matches. It's regular. It happens. Yeah. And it's annoying as fuck. Takes you right out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think I, I share the same concerns you've got about the longevity of it. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it's going to stick around for a super long time. Like I said, I think it would be cool. I want to see what they do with it. I'll definitely keep an eye on it, but I don't see it sticking around yeah for in the long run at all it, it is feasible that we're completely mistaken on that because yeah. i think a lot of us said that about siege as well but then again siege launched in a pretty bad state and they did a lot to improve that forerunner state is not as bad by any stretch you know it's well optimized seems to run pretty well the netcode issues and matchmaking issues are obviously real but i in terms of its gameplay i think a lot of people stuck with siege because like they could tell that under the problems somewhere there was a really good game and they were willing to stick with it because of that i'm right. with for honor it's it's good i don't think it's it's not in, a game changer it's not incredible it's good but i don't know it's, if i'd it's, stick with it for it's too a long game that has like a good concept and and i think this is one of those things that i'm excited to see i'm more excited to see where they take it in the future than i am to play it right now mm-hmm like, I think a yeah, 4 has a lot of potential if they, like, go back in and really hone and refine things. Yeah. Because it's there. People clearly enjoy it. I'm just not good at it. And I, because I'm so bad, the salt is real. Like, yeah. I can't function in that game. I'm yeah. terrible at it. And I just Hone had it. to walk away like, all right, I'm done. 
hone it and refine it like an unbreakable katana blade. I hate yes. you. Yes. <laughs> They're all breakable. You weeb we, we fuck. Katanas were rubbish. Nah, man. But 10,000 folded steel, indestructible. Nope. Didn't work that way. Only reason it folded it because they had access to really poor quality metal. <laughs> Literally Not any cool. other sword would break it. Nah, listen, listen. I'm trained in the metallurgical arts because <sighs> I watched- I Because watched you watched Full Metal Alchemist? Yeah, because right. I watched Full Metal Alchemist one time. He <laughs> knows about equivalent exchange. He gets yeah, it. that's how it works, totally. He gets it. All those folds. <laughs> yeah, that's it. 10,000 folds. It's 10,000 souls folded into the blade. That's how it works. Right. 10,000 folds. Is that, that, that kind of like the, number, the amount of fat that's on someone's stomach when they're talking about this? <laughs> I got yeah, 10,000 uh, folds for 10,000 souls. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Wait. behind you with my katana. Plus hold on. Hold on. Speaking yeah. of super weeb shit. Okay. Okto, okay. would you like to tell everybody about Naruto Online and how you oh, play no. it constantly? <laughs> okay, this is a horrible story about how terrible I am. And so, this is a story all about I, how. I I got started playing Naruto Online and spent $300 playing Naruto Online. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, so I was, uh, I did a promotional deal for Naruto Online. I did a video promoting it because they contacted me, the company that, uh, makes a contact with me you're like hey when you see you do anime stuff would you like to do this i said sure so i made it like a goof video and i started playing it and i was like i i played it some more it's it's like a strategy rpg so you like recruit characters into your party and then mm -hmm. um their skills synergize with other skills and you can like make these combos based on their moves okay and i was like this is kind of this is kind of neat and then i like, didn't play it for like a week after i made the video and then i went back and i was like eh, maybe i'll give it a shot and i actually like once you start playing that game it's really really fun like <laughs> It's really fun. And I was like, I like go on forums to look for like the best combinations of ninjas that you can recruit. And like, I like always am on for my dailies, like at the reset time to like make sure I do all of them. This sounds it's... worryingly familiar. Listen, listen. All right. I'm ashamed. And actually because of playing it, I started reading Naruto again. <laughs> hey, Naruto and Hinata got married recently. That fight, that episode finally came oh, out. They God. So congratulations sure. to the newlyweds. C congrats. They're, they're not real. Your waifu true. isn't real. They're real in my life. They're real in my mind. I want them to be. Don't let your dreams be memes. <laughs> okay, anyway. Yeah, that's my free-to-play story about how I got sucked in to this, this free-to-play Naruto MMO. Yep. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> Eventually, all of us will have our little free-to-play guilty pleasure games that we don't want to talk about. Mine's Galaxy Heroes, yours is Naruto Online. Just two of you left. What you'll find it? you'll find one eventually. <laughs> I know you will. Mm, one day. Indeed. What else have we been playing this week? Who would like to offer uh, something? I anything? Had a guilty Gear tournament yesterday. Sure. Talk Whoa. to us about what's well, Guilty Gear Revelator is the current version of Blade. Yes, there's a new version coming out too. Uh, in the summertime, I think is what they said. But uh, yeah, it's it's a fun game. Everybody should check that game out because it's actually a really, really, really good fighting game. Yes, it is. Steam. Yes, it is. Uh, if you want to see the hypest moment from the tournament yesterday, search for Anime Ascension Danger Time and uh, <laughs> watch watch what happened. That round lasted, I think seven seconds um it was it was crazy but yeah uh just be warned if you put that into google then your related search terms for a long time are going to be very strange yes um yeah if you uh uh if you are not familiar with guilty gear it's i think one of the best looking fighting games ever i like, actually agree with you on that it, yes. it has been for ages i remember getting yep. i think it was guilty gear 
I can't remember. I think it was just Guilty Gear X uh, on the Sega Dreamcast back in the day and thinking, this is beautiful art. Yeah. Like the pixel, it wasn't even pixel art at that point. It's like, it's just really high res 2D art. And mm. they managed to maintain that while moving to a 3D engine, which is in itself incredible. It's like, wow, this still looks as good as when you did it 2D, but it's actually 3D models. What is this sorcery? How did you do it? Who did you sacrifice? Tell me now. It they, looks amazing. They did a GDC talk about how they did it. It's super interesting. So do you play this on PC? Yeah, I play it on both. I have it on oh, okay. PS4 and on PC. Does it have cross-play at all, or is it just... No, unfortunately, no, no which is, I think, kind of a foolish option. That's but, a, uh, for fighting games, that could be a real problem, uh, yeah. obviously. I mean, there is a there's a core player base for Revelator on PC yes. of about 300 people concurrent a day, yeah. which is not um, that bad, but obviously it's very limited. Yeah, it's not quite like Street Fighter levels where it's like over 1,000 yeah. people. It does have but... a ton of single-player modes, though, so like there is still a reason to get it. Yes, the story is actually super good. It's more like mm. a visual novel for the story mode. Uh, yeah. The arcade mode's also good, but yeah, it's um, it's. I mean, that's what I play. Like that's all I play recently. It's just guilty. Guilty. Yeah. It's really really good. I, I would love to play more of it, but it is a pretty complex fighting game, and it, it's pretty hard to grasp all the concepts. It's one of the harder ones. The tutorial is amazing, though. It it's is incredible. Yeah, very much is. It's uh, yeah. it teaches by uh, it's what I call teaching by allegory, essentially, mm-hmm. with all of these weird like balloons with strange faces on them and stuff yep. instead of just trying to force fighting game concepts down your throat it teaches you through doing other things that are kind of similar to that it's mm-hmm. almost like tricking your brain to learn this stuff it's mm-hmm. it's actually one of the most innovative tutorials i've ever seen in a video game period yeah it's great yeah very, that, very, that game's amazing i i'm i'm really happy that it's the game i chose to focus on as like you know my my competitive video game uh efforts Mm. It would so, be the yeah. one that I, if I was going to focus on a fighting game, it would be that one. Because again, character design, the systems in play, it looks amazing and it has yep. a fucking awesome soundtrack. Holy oh man, shit. everybody go listen to the soundtrack right now. Oh it's my God, so it's good. so good. It, I mean, really Guilty Gear has always had a great soundtrack, but this one in particular, oh, if, I'm uh, going to pl- play some during the break. It's going to happen. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'll uh, play, um, play uh, Slayer's theme or uh, Johnny's theme, original bet. Original bet is, as I think, the best one from from. Rex. Um, but yeah, uh, if you if you got the special edition excerpt sound, the European version, you got the soundtrack on red vinyl. They give you oh, a yeah. vinyl. Thing. Yeah, it's really cool. I have um, I have some of the soundtracks, and uh, one of my favorites is uh, Six Black Heavens Guns, and it also has a karaoke nice. version that comes along with oh, it. Oh, nice! So That's you can really sing good. along with it. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some really, really good stuff in that. It's mm-hmm. a, it's such a good fighting game. It it is. I, I don't even just recommend to people. Look, you're not much of a fighting game player. Just play the story modes and the arcade modes. And often, Guilty Gear games have these weird single player modes with like stat increases and all sorts of crazy shit like that. They come up yeah. with some really creative stuff. So yeah. even if you're not an online player, there's there's some meat there. You know, there's some stuff to get your teeth into mm-hmm. and actually enjoy. And the character design is so crazy. I mean, yeah, it's super good. One of the it's characters really anime, but... is an actual bed. Yeah, he's just a bed, he's bed man, and his name is Bedman. Yeah, it's called Bedman because God, yeah, he is bed. a bed. And, and if you want, if you play Jacko, uh, I have my Jacko body pillow back there. If you, oh have, if you play Jacko, you literally you play ruin an RTS. everything. Like I almost gain respect for you, and then you ruin it in the and same sentence. And then I sentence. just throw it all out the window. Throw it away. You, yeah, it's almost like you don't care. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's better to just accept who I am and 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 not have no shame. So, um, <laughs> speaking of like games that mm. are yeah. to us more fun to watch than play guilty gear is that for me oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. for sure like i 
I, because again, Octo and I have uh, played a little bit of Guilty Gear together before. That was ages ago. It was forever ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had fun, but I have so much fun watching it because the animations are incredible. Really and great like, quality. The way that each character fights is so bizarre. Yes. It's, just, it's so enjoyable to just be like, I'm going to just sit and watch people play Guilty Gear because this game is so fucking weird. <laughs> like, Extremely distinct. Far more so than most kind of anime fighters. Even if you could yeah. call Guilty Gear an anime fighter, every yeah. character just looks so different and fights in such a strange way yep i mean because you know you have more variety than just karate man and red yes. karate man and evil karate man yes i don't know what game i could be talking about but i'll leave Can't that imagine. to you the viewers <laughs> to decide which one it is him de dem de dem uh, yeah hmm. anyway what else what have you guys been playing <laughs> you hater <laughs> <laughs> he's mad no no, no. I, I don't know what hey Whatever you think I'm talking about, I don't know. Look, like, no, look, look, I just bought my Where's Marvel Evo 2017 shirt. Oh, I love, oh I love Marvel. I love Marvel. I donated. I donated to the drive. I donated uh, 50 bucks to the to, to get Marvel into Evo. Nice. You have to. You have to keep it going. Well, well, and, uh, it's coming out on PC what? finally. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Looking forward uh, to that. What are the what are the final games that are going to be at Evo now? Uh, it I is. know that there was all kinds of like hubbub about people saying that they were going to charge back their donations because the oh. game that they donated for didn't get in. And I was like, don't be that you guy. Idiot. Yeah. Don't be like a fucking yeah. shit and be yeah. all pissy about it. Like, hey, guys, can I have my vote back? Because my person I voted for didn't get in so I can use it again, please. Like, it doesn't work that way, mate. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's how it is. I mean, I'm. Uh, it was uh, Pokin had some chargebacks because the, the games that were getting voted in, because there's nine games and then the ninth slot was for a fan vote. And the right. top two were Marvel and Pokin, and they were really close. They were within four thousand dollars of each other. And right. then uh, Pokin had some chargebacks, which is unfortunate. But um, yeah, so the 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 finals on Sunday are Marvel, wonderful, yes. love uh, it. Street Fighter Five, Smash Brothers, Wii U, uh, Blaz Blue, and Tekken Seven are Sunday finals. Blaz Blue is it's fun so to watch. Yeah, I like Blaz Blue a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, and so that means the Saturday ones are Melee, Guilty Gear. Injustice um, and King Injustice of Fighters. And, and King of Fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the nine games. I'll be interested to see what happens with Injustice 2 when it comes to... Yeah. That oh, Injustice 2 is the one that they're having there. So oh, are they? Oh, is it like an exhibition tournament? Oh, uh, no, it's the Saturday finals. It's going to be real, it's going to be out before then, so they're going to it's actually a main game there. And I know they've yeah. been running they've been running the beta of it. I know that on console, so I guess yeah, maybe weird. that's enough time for people to practice. I guess that's, that's going to be Imbra's what they fuck. did with Pokémon last year. Is it like Jess came out and they were like, it's at Evo. Yeah. Okay, it reminded me of right now. I think it was uh, when MK9 first came out and they did their t first tournament way too soon. And it was like Kung Lao versus Kung Lao for like yep. the round of 16 onwards. Because it's like, this is the only viable character. Nobody yeah. else is any good. Yeah, they, they I, I'm interested in Injustice too, because Injustice was around for a hot minute when it first came out. Like a lot of people were playing it. Like a lot of big FGC people were playing it. And then it's good. It they kind of stop. I don't, I think it's fine. I'm not a big NRS fan. I just can't kind of grasp the mechanics to it. Like it's a little weird, especially the meter management. I'm not very good at, but um, it's, I, I like watching, I like watching MKX, honestly. Like I don't play it, but I like oh, yeah. watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think with Injustice in particular, it's like it's similar enough to Mortal Kombat to the point where people are like, well, I, we might as well just do Mortal Kombat because it's a bit more fleshed out and the scene's more developed. So it's mm -hmm, mm -hmm. probably yeah. why Injustice didn't really have much of a scene beyond that it's still fun to watch though i mean even if just because of the characters that it features and a lot of those attacks have some real impact behind them it's actually why i like mortal kombat as much as i do mk9 and mk10 
everything feels like you've really punched that bastard like really hard yeah. there's just great sound assets crunch there's a lot of crunch in that game mostly Ooh, like definitely is breaking bones and all that kind of shit mm -hmm. uh so yeah there's there's some good stuff with that uh, i'm yeah. intrigued to see how injustice 2 does i don't believe it's coming into pc this time around um i think that yeah. PC ports have always been pretty bad. Oh, Christ. Yeah, every... All, all three of them. Uh, MK9 yeah. was shit on launch. Injustice, the original, which took them like a year to port and was still shit on launch. Yep. And MK10 was a disaster on launch. Oh, it was horrible. Well, it's like, if you keep fucking it up, then of course. Now, I don't know what the state of... Um, mk10 xl is now because they they said we're not bringing this to pc because you were mad oh. at us for uh, for bringing a bad game and then they said okay we're gonna bring it to pc now we'd like you to help us beta test and they'll be like well no we don't care anymore so yeah. I, I don't know if there's even a scene for that game uh at this point on pc i, I doubt it uh actually surprisingly it, and i don't know how many of these people are just playing single player but more combat 10 currently has a thousand people playing it um wow. it, yeah, on a daily basis, it varies between 400 and 1,000 concurrents, and it's stable, too, and it's been stable for the last couple of months. That's so, surprising. Huh. So that's still very playable, mm. That's oh, which is, go. I guess, pretty neat, you know? Mm -hmm. Hey, if they fix the problems, again, I've said it before, you know, if not dead, if dead, if not dead, they might have fixed it. So mm -hmm. maybe if they fixed it, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's good, because I always, I, I want fighting games to be bigger. I mean, I know they're, sort of big right now but they're not nearly as big as other esports so just yeah. as long as everybody has their own fighting game to play that i'm just happy with that honestly you've got you've got the same wall that rts has in esports right now like yeah. there, there's actually a lot of parallels to be drawn because yeah. they're pretty fun to watch but to actually play them up to a reasonable level the mechanical demands and the amount of learning required are kind of ridiculous yeah. and mm -hmm. you i think uh, rts in particular there's no there's no such thing as button bashing in rts you can sort of at least. I mean, there is, but it doesn't really do much for you. No, it's like you want to bash, you want to bash some buttons. Well, my announcer pack will tell you, yeah, minerals, mate. Yeah, something <laughs> along those lines. Spawn more overlords. But outside of that, yeah, it's it's that struggle where those games have so they're so difficult to get into at a reasonable level, and if you dis and the games are beautiful to watch at high level. Starcraft is Starcraft still has a ton of appeal even for people that don't play. In fact, I actually wager that most of the people who watch competitive Starcraft these days don't play anymore. Because they're like, they just gave up. It's like, I will never be this level or ever close to it. But I still love watching it because it's a beautiful game. I'd be mm -hmm. like that. I mean, I cast it and I barely play it because the game's just too hard. But mm -hmm. the question is like, I suppose it loops us back to For Honor. Is there a way to create a fighting game that has a low enough floor that lets people in at a reasonable level and lets them learn organically without having to sit there and just absorb youtube videos and lists of moves and frame data and maybe for honor is that but as you mentioned and as sam mentioned maybe the ceiling's too low so if you simplify it too much you run into that problem so you lose your longevity right mm -hmm. yeah it's yeah it's it's a barrier of entry i think is, is the real problem is to get yeah. more people involved with games like that yeah, it's it's a tricky one, and there's mm -hmm. several genres that are affected by it, no doubt. Yeah, one of those genres I'm going to talk about after the break, actually, because I've been playing some Drop Zone, and I've been oh. having uh, quite a bit of fun with that one. Uh, but I'd like to wait till after the break. I guess we've. I'm just looking at the time because we started a bit late. We've got a couple of minutes. Does anyone have a quick one they'd like to throw in there? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got Go you. Uh, yeah, the Moose Man. Ah, you got around oh, playing yeah, that? How yes. Was that? I wanted All to right. That. So this game, it's it's a um puzzle i'm not gonna say puzzle platformer it's like an, a side-scrolling puzzle game um 
where you, the whole premise is it is a god i'm gonna butcher it. it's a finno ugric essentially like kind of almost russian what you, you're making that up that's not oh, a it's like f-i-n-n-o-u-g-r-i-c is what it, it's it's like a the the lore uh, uh, of that peoples um Okay. And, and they're like in Hungary and and I think Romania, like, like whatever you know, Eastern. That doesn't matter. The whole point is it's it's right. shamanism, and uh, okay. the way you play the game is you solve puzzles and explore and uh, defeat enemies by shifting between the real world and the spirit world. Mm-hmm. And so you shift between the the two in order to avoid enemies because sometimes okay. there are evil spirits that are after you. You uh, go back and forth. Fix this video over. It's a really fun game. It's maybe two hours long. Okay. Uh, so it's real short. It's a super short game. Okay. But it, uh, great question. It is $6, $7. Oh, okay. So, for some people, yeah. that'll be okay. Although for people, that's wait for a humble bundle or wait for a sale for a couple yeah, of yeah. hours. But uh, uh, it is it is really, really cool. Uh, actually, the... S- yeah, there's an $8 version that gives you the soundtrack, which is good, and the uh, art book, too. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful game. Um, the spirit world in it is phenomenal, but the real world is just as good. And, uh, I, yeah, I, I super, if you are down for games that are – I'm going to – it's almost educational. If you're down for, like, an edu- – like, there are totems that, like, give you information. If you're down for an almost educational game and, like, a really different experience, this is a game that I can recommend. It is. It is super interesting. Is it more playable than Never Alone was? Because that uh, sounded like that I'm tried to do yes. a fairly similar I mean, thing. I'm going to say yes on that. Uh, it's, but it, it's, Never Alone it's, drove me insane, and that was a really upsetting. Because like, oh, it's so beautiful. Oh God, it's so frustrating to play. Yeah, no. This the, the reason why that one was frustrating is because it had platforming elements, serious and control that issues, done very well. Yeah. It could have easily just been like an exploration game. It was sort of yeah. like now you're gonna have to jump on shit and try to, and that I don't think they pulled off very well. But this isn't that. So right. okay, it's, it's this game looks it's, really cool. <laughs> this game looks it's really a beautiful cool. Game. Yeah, it's very very uh, good. But again, it all comes down I think to the time. Like the length of the game isn't that long. I saw one guy said he beat it in an hour and twenty minutes. Oh, so wow. like. You probably but, had to rush but, it to do that, but it seems like the point of the game is to sort of stop and smell the flowers, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people who reviewed it was like, I beat it really quick, and like, I didn't know what was going on, and that's... Well, you missed the whole point that. then, right? Yeah, you're supposed to, like, explore and discover things and walk into trouble sometimes and be like, oh, shit, I didn't mean to do that! And there's there's a lot right. of uh, items and lore and backstory you can find to describe what's going on with this game. Mm, and uh, okay. by the end of it, it wraps up very nicely, and you're like... Oh well, that was interesting. It's it's a uh, it's a unique story, and I love stuff like that. So, cool. uh, shout out to these guys for making it. Cool, yeah, Moose Man currently available if you wish. Uh, go and have a look at it on Steam. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to give you a minute's worth of footage from our wonderful sponsor, Crunchyroll. Head on over to Crunchyroll.com/slash/totalbiscuit for a thirty-day free trial of Crunchyroll Premium. We're going to give you a minute of Yuri on Ice, which I'm sure will be to the <laughs> delight of at least two people on this show. We'll be back after the break with more cultural podcast talking video games, most likely, but I can't promise anything. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You must endure. I'm 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Hi. Hope, hope you enjoyed a little Hello. dose of Yuri on Ice, then followed by uh, a chaser in the form of six Black Heavens guns from Guilty Gear, which is damn good, by the way. Good music. Yeah. Good soundtrack. Spicy memes. Don't even start. Don't, don't. Don't even start. Um... I was gonna say just like right right at the at the top here that um I did play the the like final released version of Invisigun Heroes. And ah, yes, yes. I back up everything that was said last week that it's great, that there are all kinds of modes and so much versatility with that game and it's really fun. Um awesome. but literally the only problem that we ran into, because I played it with uh viewers. And the only problem that we ran into, and I don't know if this is a server problem because it like identifies the best server for you depending on where you live. Um, people would try to people would come into a game and they would be acknowledged as being part of the game, but they like you don't say couldn't choose we a hero have like had stuff that. like that. Yeah, you don't say. That's the exact problem I had. Uh, during our first five or six attempts for me to join, it's uh, everyone could it join. It seems like an NAT I issue. Uh, it, it, we think it's a NAT issue in of some respect. Uh, right. But I, I know the only way we got it to work with Jesse was have Jesse host and everybody mm. join through him. Right. Otherwise, like we had three people in the game and we could all join each other's games, no problem at all. But mm. with him, he ran into that issue, and that that does the happen from time to time with certain certain games. Yeah. Uh, not really sure why. Don't don't uh, know why I mean, that is. I'm, I'm wondering, I would love to see the stream of, of you guys doing that, Dukes, because I'm curious if it's an office thing. Like, because yeah. we have all mm. of our settings so people can play, like, all their PlayStations at the same time without the internet, sh like, dying. But we have right. all sorts of weird things here that I'm curious if maybe we're the problem and it's not something with the game. Although, it's I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me necessarily. It's hard to tell in mine because I hosted every game. Yeah. So, uh, but... We definitely had people who couldn't join at first, but then like were able to join later and mm -hmm. like they would run into a bug once, but if we restarted the game and they were able to get in again, then they were fine. So I don't know. I don't know that, that it was a NAT issue for us. Well, but... whatever the case may be, it, that's literally the only issue we encountered. Other than that, that game is like solid. so fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's extremely enjoyable. And it's been interesting seeing the kind of reaction that people get on stream and how mixed that reaction's been. When I streamed it, the people in the chat were pretty much universally positive about it. They were having a lot of fun watching it. When Northern Lion streamed it, he found that quite a lot of his chat were bothered by the fact that they couldn't see him. Mm. And oh. as a result, they they didn't find the game fun to watch. Some people did, some people didn't. I noticed some people in your chat were coming up with uh, similar things as well. And then well, the, the thing that I kept seeing in my chat that I thought was so funny was people oh. were like, but what if they stream snipe? And I was like, what do you mean? What if they stream? Yeah. Snipe? They're, gonna, they're seeing the exact same thing that I see. There's yeah, no such that's thing the, as stream sniping with this game. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the whole point. Also, by the way, I'm, I need to stop this right now because this has been going for far too long. Stream sniping and stream ghosting are not the same thing. Stop it. What's the difference? Teach Here's us. Here's the ghost. Tell us Here's the difference, me. right? Here's the difference. Stream okay. sniping is queuing up at the same time as a streamer in an effort to get into their game. Uh... Stream ghosting is stream cheating. 
They're the same mm. things. That's leaving the stream up so that you can gain information. And but everybody uses stream sniping. I know, and it's wrong, and it annoys me. That term. Because we, uh, StarCraft invented sniping, by the way, stream sniping. That's where the term originally came from, because it was people who queued up on Battle.net at the same time as other people to jump into their game, uh, to jump into a streamer's game when StarCraft was a really big streaming game, and that's where stream sniping came from. How do you know this isn't one of those, like, bad equals good kind of scenarios where like you know they're, they're just like, wrong that's bad dude they're, they're just horribly right? wrong all of stream, them are wrong stream sniping is now stream ghosting God damn it look times change grandpa <laughs> yeah. you're it. older than me shut up they Come repurposed that word yeah we've repurposed it the internet it's our word now sorry they can, starcraft they can, 2 they could sort off but i yeah. don't know it just it makes more sense to me in my mind for stream sniping to to mean what it apparently does not mean because not. in my mind it's like you look at where they are or what they're doing on their stream and then you know exactly where they are in game and you can shoot them or whatever and stream ghosting sounds like i'm looking at your stream to avoid meeting you you're a ghost yep. following or them to around just follow you you're oh, haunting yeah, like them they're haunting the stream that's the whole point pretend that anyway but not our fault it's Starcraft not who screwed it up you're right anyway in the sense that no you you could not stream snipe or ghost that game really because the whole point is that you're invisible the funny thing was like yeah but what if they weren't invisible i like well the game would be bad then and it would uh, be it would just be a regular like Really boring arena shooter. Arena yeah. shooter. <laughs> Super boring arena shooter. It's like, yeah, but what if we could just see your character? How would you ever find the other dudes then? Because the only way you can find them is generally to watch them move through terrain and watch for the way right. the terrain interacts. And because you don't know where you are at all times and have to try and keep track, and you do so imperfectly, you sometimes will bump into a wall and that will reveal briefly where you are. Or yeah. you'll walk through terrain, that, like, you know, grass, which will rustle as you move through, or snow that will leave footprints. That's the whole point. If you didn't have that, no one would ever run into one of those areas, ever. Yeah. It would just never happen. So You would never fuck up and get found no, out. No, <laughs> you wouldn't. You would, you would never fuck up in a million years. Just completely pointless. Stream caspering. Ah, yes. uh, there you go. Oh, I like that a lot more. Hmm. That's <laughs> That's cute. Uh, that's not a spoon. That's adorable. Because yeah. Casper's friendly. He doesn't mean anything by it. Someone mm. go get that Twitch name right in Twitch.com. Slash stream caps cap, cap fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> stream Casper. Anyway, even if, even if you could see the dude, it wouldn't matter. There's like there's an average about a 20 second delay between what you see and what we're doing. So there's no way it would ever be useful anyway. The guy that moved from there. But what was what was interesting to me is uh, seeing like the difference, I think, between our reaction to the game and some of the viewers reaction and people like balking at the idea that $15 for a indie multiplayer game is like too much money or whatever. There and are so many modes. There's so there's much content so, in there's there. There's so much to do. And it's not a, it's not just a couch game. No, it's you not. It has an online mode. Randall's online. Like that's so rare with this type of a game. Yeah. And you don't that's have to play good. with your it's friends. Like You've just got good. matchmaking. Because right, be like, well, I don't have any friends. Like, well, yeah, but that's what matchmaking's for, you know. Yeah. Well, that, that they even have a Discord. You can go on and just get pickup games. But a lot of it is like, well, you know, it's a, it's just a top-down pixel game. I shouldn't pay fifteen dollars for that. It's worth five at most or whatever. Versus us who are like, we're really fucking bored of 
the latest $60 open world tower climbing simulator. We want something original and I'd pay twice that for this game because it is original and really fun and super different, intense and awesome. So it's interesting to see the difference between those two points of view. Like, you know, all of us are looking for different things in our gaming experience, right? We're all looking for a different type of game, different genre of game, a different amount of time to play it. And that's totally fine. But like from all of our perspectives, this game is worth that much money. Yeah, And that's all totally. that we're saying. If you're not the sort of person who would ever in a million years even play this game, then like, obviously, no, <laughs> it's not mm -hmm. going to seem worth it to you. I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess so. But it's got a small player base now. It's taken a lot of shoving to even get it to that point. You know, it's, it's obviously not got a big pickup rate. But, you know, here's what I'd suggest to people. Look, you've got a two-hour refund window. Like, pick the game up, play it for an hour and a half. You know, if you get if you get it, if you buy what we're selling, then stick with it. If not, just refund the damn thing and move on with your life. You know, give it a shot, at least. Give it a try. It's it's very difficult to judge the game without playing it, especially bearing in mind you can't see anybody when you're watching it. So as a viewer experience, you really do not... You don't get the same the feelings. Isn't there yeah, you you don't you don't get you don't understand the tension, you know, and you don't understand the nature of the fact that yeah, we kind of do know where we are because the, the whole half the point of the game is remembering that and counting how many squares you've moved and having an idea of where you're on. Like, well, I think I know where I am, but am I sure? And then when you take an action, of course, that could get you killed. But if you didn't count properly and you didn't keep an eye on where you were then you f could fuck up and lose the game there's a lot of tension involved in that there's a lot of strategy involved in it it's a very unique and interesting game that i recommend everybody try just try it you know and again if you don't like it after 90 minutes refund it refund it yeah problem solved if, if ever there was a, a positive thing to say about steam it would be that they have a good return policy that's very true take, take advantage of it man mm -hmm. if you're just not sure about something yeah. Try it out and then give it back if it's not your cup of tea. That's yeah. Fine. But apparently a game with 50 maps, eight characters, like eight game modes, and God knows how many modifiers and combinations is clearly not worth $15. For it's Honor, not. though, with its grand total of four game modes and shitty matchmaking and everything, yeah, that's definitely worth $60. let us go. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. 60 plus the season pass. Oh, God, yes. Don't forget that. You can't forget that. Be better buy $99 worth of steel because, holy shit, this game is worth it. Ugh. That is the power of marketing. That's what that we, is. Yeah, we, indeed. You know, one was made by a single dude with no marketing budget. The other was made by Ubisoft, who literally paid most of Twitch to play it for two weeks and convince you to buy it. Capitalism. Woo! Play. Indeed. What else have we been playing this week? Who would like to go? Jesse, you, you've contributed very little today. Let's uh, well, fix that, shall I mean, we? You know, uh, I, I, I played Moose Man, and I, I love the hell out of that, and... Uh, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> for this podcast, I played a lot more Resident Evil, the new modes, which I guess I can talk about those because holy shit, uh, Capcom is killing it with this game. Um, so as you already know, the first two DLC were a, um, <clears throat> a, uh, weird sort of like, I don't, my brain, oh, fuck guys, I'm sorry. My brain is. Where is the sentence? Can we can we find the sentence? I I literally I'm I'm all right. Anyway, I had to go look at my page to remember what they were. I guys, I'm sorry. Super memorable then. Okay, so um, is this because I, every time you play these modes, you're blind drunk with your friends? Is this why you well, can't remember? Don't, 
How dare you judge me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so uh, the two modes that 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 they have already, besides the ones they just added, um, were this this mode called the bedroom, which is an escape room uh, version, mm -hmm. and then there's nightmare, which is uh, you have to survive. It's think Five Nights at Freddy's, but you have to you know fight your way till five a.m. or six a.m. or one of those. All right. Um, okay. Very very two very very cool modes. Then. They've added two more, and the first one is called Daughters, which is literally uh, one of the big – this isn't spoiling anything. I'll just say this. One of the big moments of the game is the crash or the wreck, right? And right. Um, you get no information on it. This is that night. So you're yeah. literally experiencing a major lore moment, but it, and it's done in a very cool uh, – like a miniature version of the full game. takes maybe an hour to beat. It, okay. it, it's pretty cool. And then they added another uh, mini game, which is called 21. And it's straight up you playing um, blackjack against a hooded figure, both tied to a table with like your fingers and a thing. And like, if you lose, your fingers get cut off. What? Okay. Oh, yeah. And, and, and saw some saw shit? What? Oh, it is, it is full on saw. Uh, the video is like coming up today. It is crazy. And there's okay. multiple rounds, and each round, the punishment gets way worse than just fingers getting cut off. And uh, you play against uh, that son of a bitch, Lucas. Like, he's, he's basically jigsawing the whole thing, and you play against someone who's hooded across from you. And no spoils or anything, but it's fucking wild. And literally, it's just a demented game of, tw of Black uh, 21 right huh. it's it's insane um it's pretty cool and then because capcom is like fuck it we're going weird they added a new fun mode called jack's birthday party which is jack baker the evil dad of the family uh is having a birthday party so all of the monster men are wearing like funny hats and you go around and you have to collect you have to kill them to get time and then collect food to feed jack to uh reach a like score and that's how you beat the level but you have to like season the food and you have to like bring him the right food or else he'll get pissed at you. And um, it's fucking what? real stupid and funny. I, and wait, how much DLC does this game have? It's only been already, out, what, a month? Already it has four uh, story DLCs, two fun mode DLCs. There's one called Ethan Must Die Too, which is like the Dark Souls of this game, where uh -huh. it's super fucking hard. Uh -huh. And uh, yeah, that's under a month. Like, I can't, and then the next Is DLC- Is this another Capcom, this shit's on the disc DLC thing again? Maybe? I don't know, but, like, it is <sighs> super fun, and I can't even begin to describe, like, how much life it's it's putting into this game and keeping it alive. Like, it is super ridiculous. How much and did the all of this DLC, cost? Like, the actual adventure story DLC about real Resident Evil shit comes out in, like, less than a month. It's- wait, that's the- the birthday party thing? That's- that's brand new? That's just came out, you said? It, just came out. It's brand new. It is so how silly. Much, how do you have to pay for that? Like, <laughs> it, it, how much of this is free and how uh, much it, isn't? It was, it was all part of, that's a great question. Uh, it was all part of uh, our initial, we bought like everything at once. So like. Mm. The ultimate uh, season pass. Yeah. So I don't know if, if that's, I, like, I'd have to go PlayStation and look that up. But I, it, I, well, I, if this I, is all I out on Steam. Like, birthday then. party. Yeah. Uh, monsters. Funny hats. Let's do it. All right. Let's go. Put it on the desk. It, it is so silly guys it is so ridiculous that, that it exists but it's one of those things where uh it's also very very like we had this japanese moment of we finally hit s rank we were like yeah fuck yeah and we go to score screen it's like next up double s rank we're like fuck yeah. <laughs> like we'll never beat this we'll never beat this thing but it, mm. yeah it's just literally feed jack 
make him good food, kill monsters in funny party hats, yeah. and run around the house as fast as you can to collect yeah. things. Yeah. Like, well, it, so all it, of this is thirty. I don't think you can buy this separately. Maybe you can on console, but it's all part of a thirty-dollar season pass. That Nightmare Bedroom Ethan Must Die is in what they're calling Band Footage Volume One, and Band Footage yeah. Volume Two is twenty-one daughters and jack's 55th birthday and then there's an additional story episode right and they're guaranteeing all of that will be out by december 31st of this year although it sounds like it's going to be out way fucking earlier than that because most of what you just described is already there i think the additional story episode when you beat the game you get like a reveal that uh is like hey this thing's coming out soon and you're like okay what the fuck like yeah so uh i think that might be what they're referring to but this is one of those things where they said yeah here's a bunch of dlc have it right away which right. is really yeah. cool supposedly and, it's not uh, out on steam yet i guess it's probably a playstation month exclusive thing i, I guess I bet exactly that's what that is i mean that it's still seven that's seven pieces of dlc in a season pass uh of varying lengths which is <laughs> bad yeah that's more than most but obviously like some of these modes some people are not going to care for i mean i personally don't i would not probably play the blackjack one for more than five minutes like okay i get the joke hardy hardy ha and then move on i probably wouldn't you know, unless I want to make YouTube fodder out of it. I mean, the blackjack game is not like it is. It, it it's one of those things where when you beat it, you then get a thing that like reveals to you a bunch of because there are trump cards in the game. So the way you actually win is by unleashing these trump cards, which are really douchey. Like one is give the other guy a three, or like you draw a six. Things that can really help you. So if you hit like a sixteen or seventeen, you can like weasel your way out of that. Um, but the more you play, you unlock more trump cards, and some of them are are just like destroy two of the other guy's cars because fuck that like it's so it, it becomes tactical at that point um but then you notice there's things that that are like hidden like wait a certain big head like uh, find the rare boss or whatever and you're like wait what i'm boss and so there are things hidden in there that i think will increase longevity i just don't know what they mean right and it, it takes it from being just like a a very violent game of cards to something really cool so this entire time it seems to me like capcom has been heavily influenced over the past few years by things like five nights at freddy's and youtube culture in particular and the whole game theory stuff for, they, for a japanese company that's actually kind of unusual yes yeah. it's very unusual but this, this has the hallmarks are all over it though i mean obviously like, the pt influence is there as well but it just seems like there's so much of that that they realize they can generate a huge amount of online interest by hiding this shit all over the place. Yep. And this is this is what's crazy about it. All the DLC fits into all of those categories. So if you beat the main game, right, which I highly suggest everyone play, the DLC, the first DLC is this escape room thing where the whole premise is like, it's super YouTube foddery because it's, you have to get out of this room, but also keep everything the way it is whenever she comes back to check on you. So like, that's how you live through the night. So you have to be very, you have to work your way through the puzzles, but also put everything back. Um, right. Then the next one is Nightmare, which is straight up five nights at Freddy's-ish that you have to survive several hours. And after every hour, it sort of resets and you have to go back and like more horrible things come after you. But at the same time, you're getting, um, you have to sort of Starcraft your way through it and because you get uh, scrap and that scrap is what you use to craft. And so you have to focus on scrap versus like killing versus spending and so it's Wait, interesting how mechanic. do you starcraft your way through that exactly uh because uh, the pro tip you want to get all your scrap activated as early as possible uh very much like you want to have all of your you know scvs or whatever like you want to get those guys out like it's all about uh 
numbers rather than this it's is about... tenuous, but okay. Yeah, yeah, but it's one of those things where it's all about the numbers and having the most resources to work it's with rather than yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, right. th- and so that's a version of the game. And then daughters is this sort of interesting uh, bonus for the people who just like the story. And then the the twenty the, the blackjack version that is a, definitely another YouTube fodder game where you're you're literally just playing blackjack and it's all about it's very similar to the reason i think people would watch hearthstone videos right and then the other two versions the birthday party one is silly stupid fun and you're running around you do this birthday thing but there's many ranks and they get really 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 hard and then the other one is ethan must die and that's straight up the dark souls of resident evil 7 and Mm. so like every kind of genre they can fit this game into all these dlc do it and it's all the perfect fodder for youtube and, and twitch the I think question, like, the question I think is, which really someone asked in the channel, which I think is very relevant, without all of this DLC, this game still feels like a complete experience, yes or no? Oh, uh, the DLC, except for the daughter story, uh, which just adds a little bit more, uh, the DLC literally has nothing to do with the... I mean, it does, but it's not story relevant to the main game. The okay. main game, 1,000% is a finished story. More importantly, it actually mind-blowingly so connects you to the actual Resident Evil franchise Hmm. and I will not explain in what way and there's no way I'll spoil that but it's straight up this is a game that from beginning to end is solid it is so good it is maybe one of my favorite like scary games I've played in a long time uh it's genius like this they really nailed this one I I will not say that about most of the other Resident Evil games but this one they really it's phenomenal. It's like a really well done game. And the fact that they uh, are continuing to give us more is so good. So, Capcom, so eight will be once, the same I'm thing really with co-op, with and then guys. nine will be just utterly terrible, right? That's the cycle of Resident Evil. Yes, nine will be back to co-op and like over the shoulder shooters and <laughs> quick time events. And... Yeah, yeah. Oh, but uh, apparently, they're, they're, I guess, you know, shout out to PT. I, I, I guarantee the this game would not have been what it was without that uh coming into our lives yeah i don't think there's a question about that yeah. all right isn't that crazy how much pt changed the landscape mm-hmm. despite right. it not being a released commercial despite product not being like or not intending to be an actual game it, it like has teaser effect it was a teaser that's what it was yeah. playable teaser right yeah. Playable trailer. Yeah, it's it yeah. was a trailer. It was a promotion for another game that never came out, and yet it shaped the the genre of survival horror so much. Bonkers. Yeah. yeah. Completely insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I can talk a little bit about Shardbound. Yep. Uh, oh yeah. Played that. Um, full disclosure, I'm I wasn't paid by them, but I am friends with the developers, mm-hmm. and uh, I played this game like quite a while ago. Uh, before like their NDA was lifted and all of that. Um, but yeah, the people who made Dawngate, which was a MOBA that we all really liked, um, Dawngate was canceled by EA. And Boo! Then... By the way. <laughs> that yeah. game's great. Uh, and the devs went off on their own and were like, cool, well, let's work on something new. So... Um, they started working on a game called Shardbound that is a tactics game. It's like a tactics CCG. So you have um, sort of like a, a static hex landscape. Um, it's hero versus hero. So if you're 
hero is destroyed, then you lose. If their hero is destroyed, then they lose. Um, and the way that you bring units out is through cards. So um, it has like some like sort of hearthstone elements to it where like each round you gain more mana. Um, and yeah, it's it's really, really fun. They're They're adding in like, a bunch of uh, Twitch integration elements to it so that you can like play with people or like complete like certain challenges with viewers and things like that. But the the like base tactics game is really fun. Um, so we played a bunch of that on Thursday and their Kickstarter was completely funded in a day. I was so happy oh, for wow. that. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were, they were only asking for 50 K. They just wanted enough to be able to get it to like a good playable state. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was funded like immediately. It was like, yes. <laughs> so the Kickstarter is still going if you want to check it out. But, um, yeah, I'm very happy for them because they're super cool. Just really, really wonderful people who made a, a great game with Don Gate and had that canceled. And uh, yeah, have like another game that they're pouring their heart and souls into. They've been working on it for like two years. That's awesome. So, yeah, I'm very happy that's, for them. That's really cool. Can't wait for some horrible disaster to befall that one as well. Don't say that. Oh, no, why, why? <laughs> right? They're not with EA anymore, yeah? No, this is entirely independent. They're totally on their own now. Yeah. I mean, so, a plane could still cr crash into their server room and wipe everything. I mean, why would you say that? Why would you? Why would you say I just, that? I what have, I just, I just haven't got over Dawngate yet. Just, just saying. <laughs> so, so you're wishing horrible things. I'm not wishing. I'm just <laughs> assuming that it might happen. There's no, I, I never at any point stated. Yes, I am just readying myself is that what this is? for this likely possibility that these guys might be the unluckiest developers on the planet. Not that I have even close to the sample size required to know that but i just i'm not over dawn gate yet sorry mm. i need closure and not i never like got they it they did it yeah, yeah i know was it their fault I, i'm not was saying it, their it was fault. I'm not saying it was it's just something that befell them and perhaps more things will maybe there's some ancient oh gypsy curse God. involved <laughs> perhaps more things like a curse yes like an uh, the headquarters was in fact built upon an ancient Indian burial yeah, ground. Bro, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was to go for that one too. Just devs start disappearing in the night. Mm -hmm. It could happen. Yep. No, stop it. <laughs> I mean, I hope it doesn't, but it could. I just want to get that 100% I mean, out there. I hope, I hope you don't get possessed by the ghosts of the damned, like, but, you know, it could happen. It's like, hold on, you know, hold on, Wall Street there. Journal. Hold on a bit. You know, I don't actually want that to happen. I'm just, I'm making jokes, all right? I just, I want, look, I need the article. I need some newspaper to pick up an article that says Total Biscuit, with, Total Biscuit, fan of, of ghost possession? Yeah. <laughs> Is that really the best you could come up with? Fan of ghost possession. Somebody make it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, make it's it. not what a me. cutting piece of journalism. Say what they would say. You have to come up with something better. Um, There'll be something on pace talking about the identity politics relation um, to that possession yeah mm. and how you know using the term ancient indian burial ground is in fact horribly disrespectful and indicative of the ingrained racism that i totally have despite being from the uk i mean that's in the article but yeah. you know the title is you youtuber fan with a question mark yeah gotta have a question mark on the end yeah. of it 
You know, if you see that, the answer's always going to be like, no, but it's buried within like three pages Wait, worth of bullshit. Or is he? Way at the bottom. It's like, it's like, is, is he a fan of ghost position? No, but we'll let you draw your own conclusions. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you decide. Like, no, yeah. don't, no, yeah, don't yeah, let them yeah, decide. Yeah. We, all, we already see what happens when we let people decide things. It's terrible. I'll have to have a look at Childbound at some point. That does sound like it would be up my yeah, alley. Yeah, if, uh, and all of their Kickstarter tiers get you a, a code to, like, play the game right now. So, Ooh. um, if it's, if you go to their page and you look at it and you're like, whoa, this looks super cool. I love this. Um, I think $10 is their lowest tier and you'll get a code and you'll be supporting them. And yeah. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Uh, speaking of a card-based tactics game. Yes. Uh-oh. One of those rare segues that actually <laughs> that works. works. It's like, really well. speaking of this we'll subgenre of a subgenre of a subgenre, uh, Warhammer 40,000 Space Wolf is actually just that, as it turns out. It is a card-based tactics game. And I played this on mobile when it first came out a year ago. And while I quite liked it, the business model was hot garbage because it was on mobile, it was free to play, and it's like, yeah, pay us loads of money to get gear. I was like, oh God, I just, I can't be doing with another one of these. I can only have a couple of cash vampires in my life at any given time. Mm -hmm. So they announced it on PC and I thought, oh, okay, interesting. And then I looked at it and was like, whoa, $10 for early access? It wasn't this a free to play game? This is bullshit. And then I read the note by the developers like, yeah, so uh, we took all that out. What we thought we'd do is, because we know PC gamers are maybe not really a fan of that, unless Blizzard does it, at which point apparently it's okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to take all that shit out. You're going to earn everything in game. You're going to earn a nice little rate. We're going to vastly improve the engine. We're going to put a ton of PC specific options in it. We're going to add more content. We're going to redo everything so that there's no mobile bullshit anymore. And it's all, you know, it's ni nice uh, PC friendly kind of thing. And a lot of people dismissed it upon seeing the CG trailer was yet another garbage 40k game using the license, etc, etc. And I don't necessarily blame them for thinking that because we've had quite a few bad ones lately. But I streamed this uh, a couple of days ago, I think, and actually had a blast with it. A lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So the idea right. is that you are, you have a small squad of space marines, space wolves, as in space vikings, basically. They're the space vikings of the 40k universe. Very angry about everything. And you can field up to three of them on the field at any given time, and you've got a campaign with a bunch of missions in it. And the way that you do things is by playing cards. So the you can, by default, take two actions per person per turn. And there are cards for movement. There are cards for shooting weapons. There are cards for special effects, etc. And you can move with any card by sacrificing it. So you never get stuck in one place. It's like, oh, God, I don't have a movement card. Guess I can't move. No, you can sacrifice any card for it, but movement cards are generally more efficient and usually have special effects related to them so it's best to do it with that and outside of that you play the cards to do damage and the thing i find amusing about the game is that they are completely breaking the canon in the sense that every one of these marines apparently has every weapon known to man in their pocket somewhere like just whips out a heavy boulder which is about the size of him from his back pocket it's like aha now i have this and all this ridiculous nonsense. And they also have a plasma cannon. And oh, of course they have a plasma yeah. cannon. You know, there's, a, there's a heavy flamer in there. You know, at least three thunder hammers and you know, just bolters of all shapes and sizes. Lightning claws, whatnot. Yep. All of those weapons are in it. If you're a 40k gear nerd, this game is actually like your Valhalla, I suppose. I'm, I'm actually kind of into that now. 
oh man, there's so many types of boulder, you have no idea. Like, you want even a Terran pattern boulder, you can have it. You want a Mars pattern boulder, you can have that too. You want, like, even legendary a, boulders? A Necron player, I'm still into that stuff. Mm, yeah. And, um, yeah, and it, it, it struck me as kind of, all right, this is kind of a fairly simple game because, like, the decisions are relatively obvious, but as I started playing more and more of it, I discovered the way that the game determines turn order is really interesting, and it's what's called the effort system. So every action you take takes a certain amount of effort, and it's a certain number of numbers. And each player can take two actions. And after you've taken those actions, it adds up the total amount of effort that everything took, and that determines your turn order. And the more effort points you've accrued, it's almost like accruing fatigue, I guess. The longer it takes for you to get for that player to be able to take their turn again. So you can start to make some interesting decisions to manipulate the turn order, and you can start using like weaker weapons or actions to get another turn before this other dude will. And say, like, all right, you know what? I could probably hit this guy several times because he's just used a heavy weapon. So it's going to be a while before he can actually take another turn again and all that kind of thing. And you start fucking with the turn order and you start building your deck around that idea. And then things start to get very interesting and particularly strategic and tactical. So it's actually got a lot under the hood. It's very simple to play initially, but it's very tricky. The, the second mission in particular is actually very difficult. And I've seen people actually went and watched a couple of videos on YouTube. People just getting the ass kicked by that mission and said they hated the game as a result. And like, dude, you actually, you're just bad at it. Literally, you are. This is the reason you hate it. You And half of it's kind of their fault because their tutorial's not sufficient enough to properly teach you. They really drop you into the fire with that mission. Right. And they have this annoying habit of uh on maps they have specific invisible uh trigger points where if you walk to that that'll spawn new enemies and those enemies get to like almost immediately take an action which mm. is something if you played XCOM, you remember how you trigger a, a pod of enemies in that where you come across a pod of aliens and they spot you and there's that little cutscene and then they run for cover it's kind of like that except these guys don't run for cover and get to like almost immediately act as soon as you finish doing what you've done with the guy that triggered that um, point. Mm. So that could be a bit of a nightmare. So you end up creeping forward quite carefully so that a bunch of guys don't just unload on you as they've appeared out of nowhere. That, that could be something that they could rebalance, and I think that they need to work on the information that they give you. Several weapons shoot multiple bullets, and each of those bullets has an individual hit chance, and it doesn't necessarily indicate that. So it would be nice to... I, I need to know how many attacks, because if I'm going to calculate, do I have a good chance of killing this dude? Don't just tell me 75% hit chance, because that sounds good, right? It's like, yeah, my weapon does 240 damage. I have a 75% chance to hit. That guy's 200 HP. That's totally going to work. Oh, it shoots three bullets, and I missed one of them, because each of them individually has a 75% hit chance. So actually, I didn't kill that dude. And that's in a tactics game, super important. So there's quite a lot of uh, information in there that I think needs to be better conveyed. But I think the game itself, for a 40k gear nerd, super fun. You can um, equip your main dude in either scout armor, power armor, or terminator armor, and that gives you access to different cards. So you could build your deck around that, and you can upgrade your dudes and get legendary weapons and shit. And since there's no free-to-play with it anymore... And every multiplayer game you play gives you currency to open new packs, basically. Every single one of them. It's actually way more fun. So it's pretty good, and it's only 10 bucks. And I think they're, they're still in early access, because they're doing all these PC-specific stuff. But if they're able to fix some of the quality of life and UI issues, I think it'll be a genuinely great game. I had a blast with it. Really enjoyed it. Pretty cool. Hmm. 
Always, always love 40k stuff. Yeah. So don't most most 40k stuff is is trash. There's no doubt. But which is so bizarre because there's so much of it. <laughs> like well, I feel like each Games month Workshop there's like gave, three new Warhammer games that yeah, come out. I mean, you know why that is, right? It's because uh, Games Workshop used to be very particular with the license, and then a few years ago they made the business decision to say, "Oh, pretty much anyone can make a game with our license mm -hmm. now." They just yeah. threw the gates open, and as a result, we got a few games we might not have gotten, like Vermintide we probably would not have gotten, and, yeah, maybe, and Battlefleet right. Gothic we may not have gotten if that had happened, but we also got Rampage and, like, Snotling Fling, and that Wait, what's that? Hang on, Snotling Fling? Yeah, Snot what is that? Okay, iOS, Snotling Fling, it's a really bad 3D Angry Birds-like game where you throw goblins at stuff. Oh my god, I'm good as shit. What is this? <laughs> Potentially, that could actually be fun, but it's not. It's bullshit. Aww. Uh, oh, afraid. look, you can use Foot of Gork? Oh, that's so cool. Don't. Uh, yeah, you download it on your iOS device during the break and come back to me and tell me that it's actually worth your time, because I bet it won't be. Within five minutes, you'll be sick of it. There's there's a lot of there's just a lot of bullshit, but every now and again you do get something good, and I think like Space Wolf actually is good, <laughs> and the price is right too on PC anyway. You know, less than ten dollars, yeah, sure, it's worth that. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't wait for your impressions of Snotling Fling. That's gonna I be can't. just <laughs> wonderful. <clears throat> I played uh, Halo Wars two. Oh, how'd you feel about it? Uh, I it's I think it's gonna find an audience amongst people that are like back in the day I really liked real time strategy but it's too hard these days and it's got too technical. Reality, mm -hmm. of course, being back then it was just as technical, but we didn't have esports to prove that you were bad. Right. So, in this yep. case, like it was without a doubt an RTS design with a controller in mind, uh, which in itself is impressive that they actually got that to work. The problem is with a keyboard and mouse, while you do still have an advantage, there's still some stuff that I don't really like about it. Like, you, uh, you can't build a unit unless your camera is currently focused on the base. Which is in itself annoying, because it's like I have to navigate back to my base in order to build more units. Whereas in like something like StarCraft or in uh, Command & Conquer, I can do it without going back to the base, either through hotkeys or through the menu on the side. Yeah, because you could just highlight, you could s select the building and then move your camera away and then select to build stuff while you're managing other stuff but you yes you could do that um or no because everything's ba ba everything uses a radial menu because of the whole controller thing oh. so you have to click the building if as long as your camera's focused you can use a hotkey to select the building although the hotkeys are super awkward yeah. to use like oh right. you want to select your main base i uh, hope you like alt tilde alt <laughs> that's the default yeah alt tilde and then it binds the hotkeys to uh, building sites because the way this game works is quite like I remember the original Battle for Middle Earth where you just had sites on the ground where you built certain buildings and you couldn't really yeah. make a custom base. This game's the same as that. You've got a main firebase and then that's got building plots around it. The hotkeys are bound to those numbers, but it never shows you what it is. So like, oh, my hotkey for plot six. What the fuck did I build on plot six? Like, of this base? I don't know. I don't fucking have a clue. Uh, so, like, hockey-based play in that game is a nightmare, and those radial menus are a pain in the ass. Uh, outside of that, though, I mean, the game's got a ton going for it. It's got a full campaign with some really good uh, CGI. It's got a co-op version of the campaign. It's got single-player skirmish. It's got challenges. It's got various multiplayer modes. It has the Blitz mode, which is sort of like this card game mode where you 
play units using cards and then control them in like a RTS, which would be great. Which sounds great until you realize that they went full Clash Royale in it and actually made microtransactions in a sixty dollar game to buy more power. <laughs> Never mind, yeah. Fuck it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like that That's mode so would have. That mode would have been real fun, I think, and really cool if they hadn't done that. But that was right. a super dick move. Even in a free-to-play game, that's a dick move. Yeah. In Clash Royale, it was a bit of a dick move. In this game, it's a super dick move. Because right. the fucking units level up. Same shit. Like, if it was just, oh, unlock the unit, and then it's the same as everyone else's unit, it would be fine. But no, but no, you can get, like, this is the level 25 version of this Spartan, which is much better than your level 5 version of this Spartan. That's so dumb. Oh, God, it's bad. It's bad, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. Uh, if they'd released Blitz on its own as a standalone free-to-play game, maybe I would have been more accepting of it and still said, oh, well, it's kind of gnarly, but at least it's free. But it's part of right. a $60 game. So that's, like, a, that's a great... That it's horrible. A great question. Why wasn't that released prior to the game's launch as a promotional tool on iOS or Android or right? I mean, that- it, it was released as part, it was the beta for the game was Blitz Mode. Uh, and they released it a couple of weeks before the game came out. But you're right. If they'd released it as a standalone, standalone, yeah. Then mm-hmm. they would have probably got people less pissed off at it. And then, like, maybe have the standalone mode where you've got the free to play bullshit, but the mode that's in the actual game doesn't have the free to play bullshit. Maybe that would be a way around it. Oh, weird. Oh, God. It, it, it is like, it's one of the first times that I've seen full-on pay-to-win in a full-priced game. Literal pay-to-win. Right. And then you'd think, oh, well, the matchmaking system would stop that. But the, the reality is, like, the, the game has so many modes, and it's a Windows 10 store exclusive on PC, and there's no cross-play. So I don't think there's going to be a big player base for it. So I imagine the matchmaking ain't going to save you. You're going to end up in there against some Saudi prince who's spent $10,000 on packs and has level 25 of the best shit in the game and just stomps you into the ground. You know, Saudi Prince, if you're willing to throw him money like that, can I yeah. recommend youtube.com slash Jesse Cox? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you make jokes about that, but plenty of people got flown over to like Saudi Prince palaces to teach them how to play WoW raids and stuff. Like that was a thing back where I, I knew several <laughs> I guilds. No, 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 it was no. real. That was totally real. No. Want that so badly? Yep. Um. The uh, there's two guilds that I like know personally who that happened to. And Helam was one of them, one of the original like best in the world guilds. And then Paragon, they had guys flown over there by you know literally like Saudi princes and sons of oil sheiks, etc. They just had a lot of money and wanted to. They wanted them over to raid with them and to teach them. Like apparently it was all like it was super above board and they were really nice about it and everything. It's just like they had so much money that they could do that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't imagine there's anything shite like like. No, no. They they all said they had a great time. They said it was awesome. We have a lot of money, and I would love to play this game with you. Like, mm-hmm. right. sign me up. I'm down. I'm no, about it. There. I mean, you know, if you could do that with a sports star and you had the money for it, you totally would, right? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Saudi princes, if you want to learn how to play Guilty Gear, hit me up. We'll yeah. Play. Hey, It'll Saudi princes, if you don't want to actually play games but like laugh at people who play them badly, sign me up. <laughs> We'll watch Dodgers stream together. Mm. Princes, fly me over. We'll watch Dodgers stream together. <laughs> awesome. Shaka. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what I will say about like Halo Wars 2, at least with um, uh, the Blitz mode is bullshit, which annoys me because I think the the overall idea of it's really good. It's like you're, sim- you're tearing down what RTS is down to a very like easy core level. No buildings. You've got one currency, which is energy that you just earn over time. And occasionally like it'll drop on the map and you have to go grab it. Uh, so you contest it. And otherwise, you've just got four cards in your hand at any given time. Instantly summons a unit anywhere on the map that you can see. If you play it outside of your base safe area, it summons it at half health for like eight seconds. And then it becomes fully effective. So it's, it's almost like summoning sickness in Magic the Gathering. Uh, mm. 
it's actually a really cool mode, like, especially for playing casually with friends, but it's that leveling up free-to-play or fee-to-pay bullshit that kind of ruins it. But the rest of the game, if you can get over the control scheme, or actually, if you're playing Xbox One with a controller, you're just like, wow, this is actually super intuitive for a controller, and I've got to applaud them for being able to do that. The game's got a ton of content in it. There's actually so much content in it that it blows my mind. You know, full-on campaign. They even included skulls. The fucking confetti skull, where you blow up grunts and their heads pop in confetti, that's in the game, right. in a real-time right. strategy. And there's all sorts of unlockable wow. shit you can get. It's it's packed full of content, it's not a bad game, it's just as someone that's played a ton of StarCraft, it's really hard for me to get over those UI problems. Sure. For someone that hasn't, maybe they would actually be much more into it. I mean, I played StarCraft on the N64, I'm sure I can deal with it. I think you can handle with it then, yeah. There's um there's no real like micromanagement in the game. Dudes, everyone can fire on the move, so there's no attack move or whatever. So dudes, if they see someone's like, they'll shoot at them, they actually kind of have a mind of their own. Maybe in a way that's a little bit too much. Like I noticed the, uh, the Warthogs, if they take too much damage, they'll kind of turn tail and sort of back off a bit on their own. Which, for some people, is like, that sounds great. For me, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? I didn't tell you to do that. So it's, there's going to be a clash, I think, of uh, expectation. If you're a hardcore RDS player, this probably ain't going to be for you. If you're a casual RTS player, you may very well be into this. Yeah, it's quite... So Panty Party just came out on Steam. Oh, God. Uh, have you actually check- played that thing? Yes, I streamed All right. it. Most of the game. You have a few minutes. Tell me about Panty Party. Panty Party is while I kill arena, myself. It's an arena shooter where you play as a anime girl who turns into a pair of physical panties. Of course. And you, have, you are the warrior of love, and you have sure to you um, fight all the other the other evil panties who are trying to uh, turn all humans into panties so they can experience true love. It basically plays like Virtual On. So it's uh, you have like a laser beam and like a machine gun and then like a sword. And uh, you have oh. to fight other um, boss-like panties and, and take them out. And you get, like, special attacks. And yeah. when you charge up your special mission, you go into passion mode. And uh, you get, like, auto garden super armor. And it's it's actually fun. It's a fun game. You get armor panties? Yeah, dude. There's uh, there's uh, cool bear panties. And they have, like, a bazooka. There's, there's like, different weapon loadouts oh for the different panties God. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, check it out. It's on Steam right now. <laughs> I don't. What? Sweet Zetsubo. What? Hell yeah. TV's delicious despair. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, I'm, just trying, I'm just trying to figure out the plot of this game. So you're a girl who can become panties. Yes, that means you're fighting uh, other panties. Yes. Who want to make people into panties. You're basically the blade of Yeah, panties. you're blade. It's it's blade, but panties <sighs> instead. Uh it makes sense now. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, the yeah, daywalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, that's how I should have pitched it. Yeah, now yeah, it makes yeah. yeah. That's how you pitch this game to people. You're panties, but it's Blade. You're the Daywalker. Yeah, you're the Daywalker. <laughs> panties, but it's Blade. Yeah, you're. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I want that. It's... I desperately want that to be a box quote on there. When you go to the Steam page, it's Jesse Blade, God. but panties. Hang on. I'm gonna it's go right that. I'm literally gonna write blade. that review right now. Oh, do it. Do it. Oh, there's an update. Hang on, story. <laughs> but it's late. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, we'll be talking. I, I don't even know if we'll be talking. I'm just, I'm just going now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Did you have a chance to play Snotling Fling during the break? Uh, no, I was just playing Naruto Online. 
listen, I got to get my ninjas. Shit. I got to get my, my draw from the five Kage treasure. How else am I going to get the Mizukage? I, I can't. I, is that some sort of food? I don't know yeah. what you just said. Everything that came out of it your mouth was delicious. not real. It sounds like the kind of thing that I could order via delivery with a side of fried rice. Mitsukage is delicious, though. Is that yeah, racist? Like, no, it's delicious. And do a, a local search for Mitsukage. There you delicious. go. I'm sure you'll find it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what any of this is. Not much on the news front this week. We did discover, of course, that a few Nintendo Switches made it out into the wild. And the initial rumor yeah. that some had been leaked uh, early by retailers was proven false. In fact, they were stolen from a distributor. And some of the people that claimed they had got them early were, in fact, lying and knew they had bought stolen goods. Well done. Uh-oh. Yeah. And uh, gained pretty much nothing from it because they were required to give them back. Otherwise, they would be prosecuted. And well, they couldn't I mean, play anything yeah. on them anyway. Yeah. Uh, what we did get a bit of a feel of uh, was the the user interface, because that's literally all that you could access on the damn things prior to launch. Right. Does that look a lot like Android to you? I don't know if the rest of you have seen the user interface videos, but it looks curiously like Android. Uh. I guess you haven't seen it. No. I mean, I also, I don't know. Like, I, I did see it when they first started delete but it didn't read to me as immediately android-esque and it depends on bits of it some of it really do look like that it's an android derivative some of the some of the buttons look very androidy i'm yes i have an android right now i'm just looking at my i was gonna say i don't have an android so that's probably why I'm oh like, yeah I can, I you use know. ios for everything yeah well i mean I, I have an android device and a lot of this looks, looks extremely similar hmm. i mean hell i think even the Wait a minute, I'm just going to check this. Is that the exact same icon for system settings? I'm just checking my phone here. Is it the, is it the gear? Uh, yeah, I'm just seeing... Uh, I mean, obviously, a gear is kind of... Yeah, that's identical. It even has the same number of cogs on it. It's... Um, actually, it's not completely identical. It's a slightly larger hole in the middle. But it's, it's just... It, a lot of it reminds me a ton of um, Android, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But, you know, we don't exactly know what the Switch OS is built off the back of. I know there were some people who were thinking it was going to be Android-based in the first place. Mm -hmm. hmm. why, why was that? Why did people think that? I think it was because of the association with the NVIDIA Tegra and that all Tegra oh. devices were running on Android, so that probably had something to do with it. Incidentally, we did not say that the people who had the Switches stole them. We said that they'd bought stolen property. Not the same thing. But you know, anyone that owned anyone that had one apparently That's why was... they were given the option to just give them back. Yes, right. yeah. <laughs> we're not saying they actually physically stole them. No, it's yeah. they they bought stolen. It's not property. like in a normal situation, you would be like, "Hey, you stole that. Can you just give it back?" And I won't, I won't prosecute or like call the police or anything. It's not like cool, Ocean's thanks. Eleven style where they like you know broke into the Nintendo vault with you know multi-packing into the security. Yeah, it didn't, didn't also, quite work that way. Tomorrow's newspaper. That's what it'll say. Hmm. Famous YouTuber Total Biscuit accuses <laughs> others of heist, heist of, style heist of yeah. Switch. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. they're <laughs> only mad because, like, wait, that's our job. But never mind. Mm -hmm. hey yeah, it's sort of topical-ish. But uh, outside of that, though, I mean, there's really not a lot going on at the moment. I mean, but look, I think I can say that even though it's not news, it, I'm delighted that... Uh, 
Horizon is getting so many positive reviews because holy Me shit. Too. Oh my god, every review is positive. No, like, no, 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 not everyone. There's, there are, really? there are actually, yeah, so there's actually a fairly significant contingent that I'll probably end up falling into, at least I would if I had any intention of playing a 30 FPS game, but I don't. But let's just assume that I was, Woo! and then maybe it was my job to. Uh, there are quite a few outlets that did not like it. Uh, US Gamer gave it 2.5 out of 5. Um, it got a six out of ten from Paste. Uh, it got there was a couple of other places of note that gave it like sixes and sevens, and they all seem to fall on exactly the same point. And I think I'd probably agree with this point. They believed that there was too much open world bullshit and that that clogged the yeah. game up. Like here's it, the thing, I'm I'm with you. I actually agree with that point from what I've played. I agree with that. I think there's a lot of uh, open world bullshit in there. But I'm that guy who fucking loves running around doing stupid shit like that. Like, that's my jam. Yeah, so, like some people do. Jam, yeah. I, get it. I get why you would hate that. Because there's I, a lot. I feel like, you know, if you're going to have a game that's filled with open world bullshit, if, you're, if the world you've created is interesting enough, then it'll wind up still being fun. You know, there was a really that's interesting... What I'm hoping for is that the world will be really interesting and fun, and then I won't mind. So right. this was this point was actually made by one of these reviews that complained about this. Um, and what they said, and this is a quote from Reed McCarter's review of it, uh, the game demonstrates an evident paranoia that players won't appreciate the world Alloy inhabits unless it's put within the context of a laundry list of tasks that have to be completed within it. So mm. he believes, or she, I'm not uh, sure which, whatever, Reed believes that the game is full of this stuff because the devs are like, we desperately want you to see everything that we made and appreciate this world to the fullest. So we're going to drag you all the fuck over it with all of these side activities and so on and so forth to actually force you uh, almost to do that. And you know, what's interesting about it is that if we, uh, I think it was, um, uh, well, when did Mad Max come out? Was that 2015, I think, uh, the game yeah, Mad Max? Like yes. And it was in so. it's interesting to me to see the comparison between some people that reviewed Mad Max poorly and some people who are then reviewing either this lower or reviewing it well and seeing, you know, is there a difference? Because it sounds to me like Horizon is full of all the same shit that people complained that Mad Max was full of, but a lot of gamers didn't complain about because they actually like that stuff being there because they feel that that's actually value to the product. Being able to have all those side activities gives them more to do, so they feel like they've got their money's worth. Right. Mm. I mean, yeah. this is one of those things that, uh, until I actually play the real release, I won't have any opinion on it. But yeah. like, I, it's one of, the, yeah, having played it enough at events, uh, even... Even I'm willing to say that it definitely seems like there's a lot of open world stuff that you can just get lost in. Uh, but that's my that's the thing I love. So I don't that's not a problem for me. But I can understand it that many people would hate that. So Yeah. Climbing towers, collecting things, all that sort of thing. You know, I, I don't like that. I'm Giant, I'm done with it. I'm I'm Giant it's, dinosaurs though. Oh, still so a tower. Excited. Giant dinosaurs are pretty cool. Towers a tower. Pretty cool looking. Plus you get to play as a badass like ginger chick shit. That is jesse cox the game <laughs> you do read to me as a badass ginger chick yeah I've, I've always said if i was a chick i'd be ginger and badass fact fact and i'd wear animal skins in a world where apparently there are no animals how'd i get those skins don't even question that shit don't even qu what do those people eat 
Don't even question it. Do they eat robots? Don't even question it. Yeah, would you? Think? But I am. I am gonna question that. I need to know answers. Yeah. Do they that. eat batteries? I bet they eat batteries. Oh my god, are they robot people? Oh yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sh- that's a good question. Yeah. Now that would be those... a reveal. That'd be a twist at the end. They were uh, like humans are dead long ago, and they're all yeah. Psyched. They eat those yeah. robots from from iRobot starring Will Smith. Oh my god. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And they drink. They drink oil. This is all you know. There's no news because TV's not stopping us. <laughs> not really. Um, He's like, keep talking, assholes. I got an hour to keep. Pre- pretty, sh- pretty sure. You know, I because the rest of it's the rest of the stuff I've got is literally frame rate related rants. It's like, all right. it's like Horizon Zero Dawn is getting a small zero day patch that will offer smoother frame rates at thirty. It's like, right, okay, cool. And uh, they apparently have released the patch for Final Fantasy XV, which has fucked the game up completely on PlayStation 4 Pro. Wait, what? Yeah, what did it do? Uh, it's just, they updated the game. Uh, so for those of you who haven't played it in the last month or so, uh, in January, they released this beautiful, wonderful, perfect, I'm going to say perfect, uh, separate gameplay experience that was the Chocobo Moogle Festival, uh, right. Carnival, uh-huh. which... Uh, you go back to Altissia and it's now this giant carnival and you go around and complete mini games and collect items and buy things. And oh, that's cute. It's super fun and super silly. And your biggest reward is you and Carbuncle, your little tiny baby Carbuncle, sit on a boat and watch fireworks. And it's like this, and you take photos of fireworks. That's literally the reward for doing all this. And it is <laughs> amazing. Um, yes, but getting onto something that actually matters, the yeah, yeah. frame so rate then, patch. Then they decided to go like, all right, well, that's done. And yesterday... They patched everything and they patched that out. So you can't do that anymore. Oh. And instead they tried to fix the game and add like little gameplay improvements and it pretty much broke it. <laughs> like, Well, what, so what they did, you know, what actually ended up happening with it was they were, they were promising a 60 FPS patch for the game for a while. Uh, it, it got delayed several months, finally came out. Unfortunately, what has now happened is that one, the patch does not reach 60 at all. It's closer to 40 to 50, and it's wildly inconsistent. Here's the problem. Now, if you're on PS4 Pro, you apparently cannot play a locked stable mode at all of any description. So you have to... uh, This is a direct quote from the Digital Foundry video on this. As of now, there is no longer a way to enjoy Final Fantasy XV with a smooth, stable frame rate on the PS4 Pro. Your only options are bad frame pacing at higher resolution or wildly unstable locked frame rate. That's it. And the judder from frame pacing has not been fixed whatsoever. Uh, This is... Final Fantasy XV has had a frame pacing issue for a while, that being the inconsistent display of frames, meaning the game feels juddery and... Like people, some people identified as lag. What it really is, is frames not playing at a consistent speed. Apparently, by the way, Horizon Zero Dawn has almost perfect frame pacing and feels a lot better as a result. So good on them for that. But now this this patch has apparently fucked everything up on PS4 Pro because playing something at 40, 50 frames on a television generally means tearing, tearing, tearing. An inconsistent frame rate, some people would argue, is worse than lower but stable frame rate. And now you... Yeah, you can't have a stable frame rate of any sort now in that game on PS4 Pro. So it's mm-hmm. fucked until they fix it, basically. Wah, wah, wah. Oops. That sucks. Yeah, they fucked that up hard. Huh. This would not, by the way, be the first time that they have broken a game on PlayStation 4 Pro. 
It's not even the first time they've broken a Final Fantasy game on the PS4 Pro. World of Final Fantasy, when it got patched for PS4 Pro, actually looked worse on the Pro than it did on the regular one. And ran We're worse, too. About that. Yeah, what, is so, what is so different about the PS4 I, Pro that it has all these problems? I don't know. I, I guess there's, some of these guys are just not used to the idea that you'd have the same console running the same stuff, but one's more powerful than the other. Like, on a PC, obviously, none of this is really an issue. We've been dealing with this for, like, 30 years, so games are designed yeah. to scale. But in this case, it's just not working all that well. Hmm. With the um, boost mode, the boost mode is basically an example of what a PC would do, which is, oh, you got a better processor or a better um, GPU? Well, if you run it the same mode that you ran before that, it's just going to run a bit better. And hmm. boost mode, for the most part, accomplishes that. But it doesn't fix things like frame pacing. And obviously, if a game's locked at 30, it's not going to magically unlock it. So it only benefits right. certain games. But it just seems like these devs don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's that simple. They're promising things that apparently they can't achieve. And they're messing it up along the way. So you might want to play Neo instead, because that runs at 60. <laughs> Damn. A Neo shout out. Hey, it's a good game. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, eventually it's comes to PC. That'll be nice. Seventy hours of gameplay. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah it's Woo! pretty legit. Pretty I feel like legit. I heard about Neo for a hot minute, and then Forerunner came out, and everybody was just talking about that. Which is weird because it's not even the, like remotely the same kind of game. I, I think like Neo got a lot of. I mean, it's still being played a decent amount on Twitch. It got a Neo? ton. Yeah, it oh. got a ton of Twitch longevity for a good couple of weeks, but like people went hard on it for a couple of weeks and then that that allowed them to finish it you know within 30 to 70 hours the game doesn't have stuff like pvp in yet that's being added quite soon and there's some other things that the game doesn't quite have yet they'll probably bring people back so mm. whether or not it'll have the longevity that something like soul the souls games have i don't know yet but that's going to be down to how well they support it post-launch but the base game i've enjoyed what i've played of it so far it's legit hell yeah fun. i want to be a samurai Yep, the Western Samurai was a real dude. Yeah. Mm. Yep. I don't think he had magic powers, yeah. but he was a real dude. I've seen so many articles that are like, here's a write-up of all of the people who were for reals that are in Neo, and they're just so huge. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, people have yeah. so much research into this. Yeah. I, love, I love the alt, alt history stuff is one of my favorite themes when mm. they just they take a character out of history and then they vastly exaggerate it and do crazy shit with it. That's a, That's very fun to me. I yeah. enjoy that. And I'm also glad a lot of those articles are coming out and overwhelming the few people like whitewashing, whitewashing, whitewashing again. It's like, no, seriously, th there's a reason. Trust me, there was a reason they did this. Oh yeah. my God. Speaking of something of a similar topic, y'all need to, if you want to suffer- You're about to talk about the Great Wall, aren't you? Go see the Great Wall. I want to oh see the Great God. Wall. It seems like the exact kind of dumb movie that I enjoy. Here's the problem. It pitch is... this to me, Jesse. I want to I want pitch All it to right. me. All right, have, Dodger can back me up on this. I think our, our friend Davis called it perfectly. It's it's basically Chinese Starship Troopers, but without the comedy and without the like like self awareness awareness. Yeah, it is super into what like it is like. This is going to be the next best action movie, best adventure there ever was. Except it's terrible. Like, it's no, just terrible. there's just like there's so many things that happen where we were going why why did that happen they didn't that was so unbelievably unnecessary or they do something and then it would just never pop up again and we were like wait what happened to that thing that, that sounds like really the kind of thing i could totally tolerate all right, all right so, oh my so God. i'll just say there's a weapon 
There's a weapon on the wall. Sure. That that at one point, about halfway through the movie, they're like, break out the super weapon. Break the walls and, down. Dad, and it literally dad, is like sorry. murdering thousands of these monster things. Hmm. And they never use it again. And they never <laughs> have used it before. And it's like, wait. That one thing was super effective. Why is that just not on all the time? Yeah, why didn't you just make um, 10 of those? Like, like why is that a they, it's so funny? The thing that bothered me was that, and this this isn't a spoiler, but the thing that bothered me was that I think they were, there were a lot of moments where it felt like they were trying to have sort of like ethereal, interesting elements a la Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yes. Yeah. And they like, they made you feel like, ooh, this is going to be really cool. I'm so excited for this. And then it would completely let you down. Oh like, my God. Oh my God. Times you were like, oh my God. Oh shit. This is going to be so cool. <laughs> and then it just wasn't. Let down. One of the things they do in this movie is the setup is on the wall. There are all these different like soldier groups so there's like i won't i won't won't. blue armor people and the red armor people and the black armor people and all of them have different roles and different like abilities and so at one point you get this huge setup to what you're definitely you're like oh shit this one group is about to blow our fucking minds Mm -hmm. i can't wait to see this and the payoff is literally just nothing it's so it's so funny you're just like wait what fuck yeah Oh, I, oh and, okay. uh, I'm sold. I'm sold. It's I'm sold. Literally, um, I found out literally a day later that Matt Damon was supposed to be Irish. Yes, sure. uh, I just want to point out the so the characters in this movie, from Willem Dafoe <laughs> to Matt Damon, every person who speaks English has an accent that is not a real world accent. Matt Damon's accent's like, okay. I got to know. What do you want to do? No, 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 no. For the first half of the movie, he sounds like me. All right, guys. <laughs> we need no, to his we, all over the really place. We need to keep moving. And then halfway through the movie, suddenly there's a twang, and you're like, what is that twang supposed to be? And then like it fluctuates between the two of those. Oh, my. So I fought for gods and kings. <laughs> oh no, no, no. That's no, so much not, better. It's that's so that an accent kind of. That's you trying. His accent is literally just like. I'm going to talk slow like this. <laughs> what are you doing, Matt Damon? Mm. Holy shit, is it funny? It is. People. It's funny in that it shouldn't be funny. Like, there are moments, <laughs> I was sitting next to Alex in the time, there are moments where he was just like, there's, they have one of those where it's like, now we finally understand each other. And Alex audibly very loud goes, hmm. <laughs> Alex was also so drunk. Is it so? Is it? It's like it's like enjoyably bad. It's not like the Assassin's Creed movie that was just like I want to die bad. Here's what I'll say: Assassin's Creed movie that is a travesty, and I would not say go see it. This movie, I'd say if you want to go see a shit movie, this is the one to see. Okay, cool. Sounds great. Yeah, I'm I'm on board with that. That's all I wanted out of it anyway. It should be. It should bear, bear in mind. It should be pointed out since a lot of people seem to misunderstand this. This is not a Hollywood movie. This was actually no. made by a Chinese company in China. Oh, and- it, you can definitely tell it has that very overt, like, if only everyone else was like China and believed the way that we believe about society. There's, like that kind of, yeah. yeah, there's totally elements of that in uh, in quite a few Chinese movies. By the way, there are some very good Chinese movies, and I will keep telling people to go see Red Cliff because yeah, it is so, is so, so, good. so, so good. Watch the full five-hour uh, cut. It's amazing. Yeah, there, uh, one thing that I would say about this movie that I thought was a positive, and I was talking about this on Saturday Morning Duger too, you know how sometimes you watch a movie 
uh, where it's like there's the English speakers and then the non-English speakers, mm-hmm. you know, in the film. Yep. And there's a scene between two non-English speakers where they speak English yes. to one another for no reason. And you're like, uh-huh. you wouldn't be speaking English to each other. Like, that doesn't make any That's sense. Not there. That never happens in this movie. Okay. There's more Chinese spoken in this movie than English. The problem and that I have with that, though. The only characters who speak English are the ones who were established as like this person learned English from this person. <laughs> The interesting problem I have with that, and I'm really curious to see the Chinese cut because there's a lot <laughs> of dialogue. Yeah, well, there's a lot of dialogue where uh, there's a translator talking between Matt Damon and then the girl and then, you know, some one of the Chinese characters. And so they're all repeating things that they're saying to each other. So I'm really curious what the oh, Chinese shit. version of that looks like because it would just be the same dialogue over and over and over and over again. I'm curious what that looks like. I imagine it has to be cut differently. Maybe they just add subtitles. Yeah, I don't know. know. Like the same, because it was the same for us. Like we we read something being said and then they would say it out loud because it was being translated. It's probably just flipped, right? It's just so weird. But I think they did it for us because we were the English, we were like the everyman in the story. We were Matt Damon and uh, guy from Game of Thrones. It's probably probably the same. It, the the cut is probably the same, but everyone is just butt ass naked. God, I hope so. Same. It's Wish. I'd watch that shit so much. Yeah, same though. There was a lot of very beautiful Asian people in that movie, mm-hmm. like to the next level. You're like, wow, everyone on this wall is fantastic and looking. Some of them were in one scene and then vanished, and I was like, come back. Where did for, you go? For you being so in a, for being in a state of constant war against these horrible monsters, everyone looks really good. Everyone is- <laughs> It's like, damn, okay. All right, sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Any oh. other news, guys? Any, that was a movie. else before we go on to releases? Uh, you, want, you want another quick complaint? Because uh, okay. there's a few, a few days ago, people figured out something that was going wrong with Street Fighter V uh, playing the PC mm-hmm. version, uh, that the load times were way longer than they should be. Mm-hmm. Turns out mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Uh, whether or not this was done advertently or not, that Capcom had patched the game to provide parity between the PlayStation 4 and PC versions. Bear in mind that game has cross-play, so you can see why they would do that. The problem is it also applied to everything else. So you were even playing offline and playing against PC users, it would take three times longer to load a level than it should. So some guy managed to fix it. He realized by literally fast-forwarding the whole thing, he changed one value, just one value in the game files, he changed the loading screen's frame rate from 60 to 255. And you know what that did? It vastly increased the loading speeds on everything. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. So it literally fast-forwarded it, you know, the same way that if you did that with the actual game, it would play in fast-forward because of the way fighting games work. And that was was really interesting to me. But apparently Capcom somehow screwed up and ended up applying that to the PC version where it shouldn't have, so... Obviously, if you're playing as PlayStation 4 version, you're going to have to wait for them anyway. But anyone else, like, oh, yeah. So if you get that little tweak now, you can load levels a lot faster. So mm-hmm. I just... Interesting. That was just an interesting little fuck-up that they managed. Yeah. It's... Yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that was... that was. A, I mean, Sleep Fighter 5, ah, aside. You don't like Street Fighter. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not 5, anyway. I haven't played that in some time, honestly. Yeah. 
not I, I just I could talk about that link. But anyway, you could. releases. Unless anybody else has something. I f- I think it's gonna be releases because I I, I haven't seen releases. really anything yeah. on the on the news radar that's worth talking about at the moment. Though we covered I, yeah, a lot of that I last looked. week. There's nothing, there's nothing of importance going on right now. Yeah, Unless it's just you really there's games talk about coming out. Toys. Apparently every news site's like the toy show, here's toys. Like yeah. okay, cool. I've seen a bunch of stuff on my Instagram, (laughs) like people that I follow just being like toys. I'm like, really? Yeah, I mean, that's cool. It's nice to know what the Star Wars like episode uh, eight logo thing looks like, but that's not going to like, that's not news. (laughs) So whatever. They, I think the only major thing that came out last week was like they put out a big chunk of footage of uh, Mass Effect Andromeda's combat. Yes. You know what? For the first time, I... I'll be honest, I was one of those people shitting on the fact that I really did not like the character designs. Like, the character designs that I saw was like, this looks like old massive, like, it doesn't look good. The new footage is beautiful. So, you won me back. I'm totally in. I was worried for a minute, but now I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to go bang space chicks because, yo, yeah, you were we saying, Alice, we found out it is, it got that MA, plus it has uh, not only nudity, but uh, graphic co- sexual content. So, like, oh, interesting. So they finally, because they've been running scared for like the past ten years because of that Fox News thing about the. Um, it was back in Mass Effect One, wasn't pushed it? Pushed them over the edge. Yeah, I, I think I guess they've they've decided that it's not actually worth kowtowing to those idiots anymore. And good yeah, on them no, for that. Because that's dumb. Invigi space sex. Let's see. I want, Why not? Look, I'm telling you, I want to bang everything that's blue in space. Give me yep. all the blue space people. I yep. don't know how much bang. blue you're going to get, though, because you're in another galaxy now. So who knows what races you'll encounter. Oh, my God. I hope Green it's space people. Yeah, I hope it's like freaking Yo, multiple arms and shit. I'm in. What if, what if the new space chicks have like 10 titties? Like, think about it. I'm, I'm and they in. were each individually modeled with a physics engine of their own. And like the frame rate dropped because of the presence of them. Um, they've also said that uh, they're taking a leaflet from Witcher 3 and they're going to make it so that their side quests are meaningful, that they actually affect the main story. So bang everybody and just see what happens. Matter. Super excited, y'all. Hey, I'll believe that <laughs> shit when I see it. They said, oh, the shit you'll do will affect the ending for three. Like, nah. You're like, I uh, hope you like different cellophane wraps. But I got to say, like, the combat does look good. It's been gradually improving. In the first one, it was jank as fuck. The The only worry that I've got is that they go a little bit too far with uh, investing so much time in the combat and stripping down the RPG stuff even further because mm-hmm. really they've been in the process of doing that for the last few yeah. games. And there's, I think there's a nice balance to be struck and I think that balance was probably struck pretty well with Mass Effect 2 and I just hope they don't slide too far in the wrong direction there. The footage yeah, does I, look I- good, but... Yeah, everything about this game looks really, really fun. I just hope that the scope of it uh, doesn't water it down, right? Because again, like you were saying, it's an RPG. Like I expect a phenomenal story and a story that's gonna keep me interested. Not, not a lot of side bullshit. Like, and and I will say this uh, about Witcher. Normal Witcher three, awesome. The Hearts of Stone and the uh, and uh, Blood and Wine, those DLC, I think have phenomenally better, more like solid stories because they're literally self-contained. This is an adventure you're going on. And I love that. That's what RPGs like. That's the solid part of an RPG is the, the actual role-playing of the game. Not just like, 
now I'm going to go farm fruit because I got to make a fruit salad for the queen. Like, (laughs) fuck. No, I want to do the fun stuff of an RPG. Like, let's go slay that dragon. And so seeing some of the footage I've seen where you have a fight where you're like taking on this giant motherfucker in Andromeda, I'm like, okay, that's what I want to fucking do. And so I'm really hoping they get back to the core of that. But I think you might be right. They've been moving away from it since the first, like, they it's, progressively it's are moving going. Mass Effect away from the RPG stuff to like you're shooting stuff and there's a story. Just like, oh. yeah, it's it's a, it's an odd one, definitely. I'm interested to see what happens now that they have said that they've taken Paragon and Renegade choices out. So I'm hoping that just oh. lets them write it a little bit better because I've Bioware's binary morality shit has got ti- has got tiresome like five games ago. And it was just like, uh, either you are essentially a chaste, pure saint or a fucking piece of shit, evil <laughs> Sith yeah. god. Yeah. You know, they are no nuance whatsoever. So I'm hoping that maybe just stripping that mechanic out gives them that. But maybe maybe they just can't write nuance. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I mean, it, it's all subjective where it works. Like being super evil or a saint worked really well if you were in like star wars and you were a jedi even then but, it doesn't work that well it's i mean there's a reason why kotor 2 in my opinion was way better than kotor 1 because yeah. it uh you know it did the whole influence thing instead of like you're good or evil it's like well you know you're this and you influence that and one of the main characters mm-hmm. is telling you you know this is shades of gray and everything's not as it seems that's why i way preferred kotor 2 to everything else mm-hmm. well and that's and i think that's the problem with with those games is like if you're a jedi character that's easy to be like i'm either dark or light but then when you include smugglers and droids and aliens and people who have no force sensitivity at all, but you're like, you can either be light or dark. It's like, well, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not how that works. Yeah. So. It, it, I'm intrigued. You know, I'm, I'm interested in it. Everything I've seen of it so far seems fairly positive. I'm also kind of one of the weird people that really did actually enjoy the landing on random planets thing in Mass Effect 1. They weren't that well fleshed out and there were a lot of copy paste sort of buildings and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But just... It gave me that feeling of being part of a uni- an unexplored universe and just landing with my Mako on a hostile world and going and doing Mako things like backflipping with the weird space bus from hell and oh, mowing and, and mow- mowing down enemies and going into those prefab buildings to see if I could find loot and maybe there's a bit of lore every now and again. I just think there's a happy middle ground between that and scanning, scanning. Yeah, there's got to be there's got to be a middle ground. Surely here here's hoping that this one finds it. So, mm-hmm. and I'm also kind of interested just to see what they do with the universe without tying everything back into fucking Shepard. Great. And I, you know what? Let's have as great. few ties as possible. It would be so great if this was like, we are not going to talk about the characters from the first three games. We might mention an incident or like give you a little like, here's a log that shows you something. But literally, this yeah. is a new adventure. Don't Make rely on it. Characters, please. Yeah. It's a guide in. It's a side. It's a side adventure. Yeah, yeah, don't use it as a crutch. The, if if you truly believe that the universe is well fleshed out enough to stand on its own two feet, then it should be able to stand without Rex, Shepard, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Rex, Shepard, Rex, Shepard, Shepard, Rex, Calibrated. Yes, but as as funny as those characters are, let's see you not rely on that and make some new stuff for us to like. Mm-hmm. Because you know, sometimes they manage to do that. There were a couple of characters in Dragon Age Inquisition that I quite liked. And they were not tied into any of the old dudes. Yeah. In fact, I'd say some of them were 
And bear in mind, I think Dragon Age Inquisition is one of the best RPGs. No, no, not Inquisition. Oh, God, I was about to say that. No, Dragon Age Origins. Origins, Origins. No, 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 no. Origins was one of the best ones that I've ever played. Oh, I love Origins. Inquisition still had a couple of characters in there that I found more interesting. I thought that Dorian was fucking awesome. Great character. It's kind of sad that I can't remember the name of the sort of crazy girl but she was quite enjoyable to listen to. Oh my God, the elf. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you with, with uh, Origins. I think Shale is one of my favorite RPG characters of all yeah, time. Yeah, that's true, actually. Shale was well-written. Yep, Shale was incredible. I, I, yeah. They were a DLC character. Like, yeah. yeah, you didn't even need to have her in your-, in your Hey, that was party. back in the day of Project $10, where you got everything, you know, if you bought the thing, bought, bought it new, you got that. And if yeah. you bought it secondhand, you didn't. But mm-hmm. also, you know, nothing will ever top the ride the bull line. I'm sorry. It just. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's so, so good. So good. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for that game. Mm-hmm. Shall we move on to releases? Yeah. Cool. So uh, today, February 20th, our first game is called The Journeyman Project. Number yeah, one. No. I guess yeah, this looks like something I would love to play. I'm in. It, oh, you have. Uh, if. The, it, I'm gonna yeah. This is one of the old ones. I was gonna say they didn't remake yeah. Journeyman Project, did they? No. Uh, it's uh, yeah. The Journeyman Project was a series of games. Uh, they're, they're old school FMV games. One of the most well like regarded ones, I believe. And this is obviously a re-release of the first one. It looks like they may have like may, uh, done something with it and brought it into widescreen or whatever. So maybe improve the video quality. So I'm intrigued to see where they go with that. Uh, the next game is called Zup. It's Zup Four, actually. Yeah. So the, uh, I I did the uh, the culling of this list this week, and the reason I left this in, I was originally going to cut it out because, like, oh great, another minimalistic puzzler. These games are super popular. The whole series really, really popular and genuinely popular. Apparently, not just I bought a bunch of fake votes. The original has like four thousand positive reviews. Wow. They're just apparently very enjoyable physics based. Uh, minimalist puzzles that people seem to really really like for whatever reason and they're also super cheap and this is the fourth of them so i left it in the list cool the next game is brick breaker a uh an updated version of brick breaker arkanoid i believe was the original name right, for yeah. this particular one this str- this is a strange one because the most uh, th- this is one of four games that this company is releasing today that all have almost identical descriptions, hmm. uh, which I found bizarre. One of them was a version of Solitaire, another one was Mahjong, and I cut that stuff out. And I said, oh, it's the same company releasing all of these, and they almost sound identical. But like this this looks like a fairly neat spin on it. They're doing a version of Tetris as well, uh, which actually I believe one. is the next one on the list. Yes. Yeah, Tetraminos is yeah. the next one. Yeah, have a look at um, the description for Brick Breaker, and then have a look at the description for Tetraminos. They... They're fairly similar, but if you look at the, if you find their um, solitaire game as well, if you go oh, to interesting. Yeah. Son of Games list and you click um, their solitaire game, it's the the title, the descriptions are almost identical for solitaire and this Tetraminos game. Like they've copy pasted mm. them quite literally. So that, that was quite interesting. Uh, mm. But yeah, I mean, this, this looks like a kind of interesting twist on Tetris. Yeah. Nope. Next one is called Chester One. I actually think this kind of looked like it looks neat for a mm. uh, platformer. It's like, 
yeah it's like a side-scrolling platformer with like kind of a hand-drawn aesthetic it has multiple they use different aesthetics. art styles yeah. that's what i found interesting about it is it switches aesthetic as you go through the game chester one so i thought it that was kind of cool super interesting yeah, yeah. that's two two dollars as well you know it's two dollar game Shoot. yeah so having oh. a bunch of different art styles i thought was kind of intriguing for what would otherwise be a fairly dull looking platformer yeah, they yeah. kind of did that with Evo Land, but to less of a hand. That's drawn. exactly Indeed, what it reminded yeah. me of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this next one looks really funny. It's called Ballistic. Uh, it looks like you control a ball that you use to crush people. It looks like a very violent sort of version of what the hell is the name of that game with the ball of people and objects. Katamari? Yes. Kind of looks like a weird, violent Katamari. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, I can see that. But yeah, you you horror you are a, a sort of not so much a uh, you had Ico. What the hell is that? You were weaponized Icosahedron. Yeah. So I don't know how many sides that has, but yeah, you horribly murder people with it. Mm. For some reason. Huh. All right. Cool. <laughs> this next one is called Granado Espada, in all caps. It I says, like it. Play the acclaimed RPG masterpiece of all time. Uh huh. I that I've got to be honest. That's kind of why I left it in the list because I love that description. <gasps> Play the acclaimed oh, RPG masterpiece. Man. This has actually been out for a while. It's an MMO. Yeah. It's oh, a re-release of an MMO. I guess it, you played this. No, but I a friend in my FF14 guild did, and she said that. This is actually interesting. You play as three characters at once. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yeah, huh. you play as a team of three people, That's which is cool. interesting. Yeah, it's it's a clever idea, and she said it had a lot of good elements to it. But I think overall, it it was just a little too grindy. Right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is an Asian MMO. They do have the tendency to do that. But yeah, I remember yeah. this game coming out a while ago. This is obviously a re-release of it, and I'm being intrigued by the fact that you play three characters at once. Yeah. Like you know, your own right. party. Yeah, I remember I always made fun of the name because I could never remember it. And I was like, what's the name of that game where you play three characters at once? And she'd always have to remind me. Literally came out 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And uh, the last game for the 20th is Robo Do It, a third person puzzle game. (laughs) Logic elements. Yeah, you you build a command sequence, apparently. It's like a programming game, essentially. So you build a sequence of commands from a list of stuff that you have available. And I assume you have limited numbers of these commands in order to actually go through the level. So it's a lot of forward planning. Right. Um, The game after that, on the February the 21st, is called Mad Out Big City. This video, this trailer is a giant tease. The image here, it says it's a combat race in the open world, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Carmageddon. The image has this guy with a lady like on the hood of his car and he's like hanging out the side. So the trailer is cars sliding and drifting and grinding and driving. And then it cuts to people walking on the street. Like the first is like two women walking the street. I'm like, are these gonna get run over? Cut back to racing and riding and grinding and slide. And then cut back to another group of people, a guy walking through the street. I'm like, is he gonna get run over? No. Trailer it's ends. a weird one. Like, th- <laughs> there's there's four games in this series, and I believe they're Russian. They're all Russian developed, and they're all sort of trying to, let's just say, kindly ape flat out and burnout, mad out. You know. Okay. And, oh yeah. But but apparently it's they're premium games with free to play elements in them as well. So uh, I don't know if this one is any different. As I'm always in for arcadey demolition derby style games, but I don't think this is the flat out successor i was looking for mm-hmm. <laughs> uh the next game is called distoria 
Uh, it looks like a kind of Tron-looking pilot game. Yeah, yeah. six-axis, six, uh, six degrees of freedom sort of shooter, apparently with a hypnotic synthwave soundtrack and retro-futuristic style. I really I like the aesthetic of it in particular because, like you just said, it looks very Tron-esque. So kind of fast-paced uh, shooter of that sort. Cool. The next one is called Beyond Enemy Lines, Tactical Sandbox, single-player FPS. Yeah, it's weird this is coming out around the same time. Of course, the Sniper Elite is in yeah. a fairly similar spot, although this looks like it's got a little bit more on the realism side of it. There's a lot more planning and things involved in it. I No idea if it's going to be any good. It looks potentially really great if it works the way it's supposed to, but with a game like this, you never truly know if it will, right? Mm. Also, that melee animation looks comically silly. Sneak up behind the guy and just go, and then they fall over. It's great. Finger poke of doom. PB, you put a zombie game on this list. Yeah. Line. I don't know if I should have, but... Bradline is the name of it. It's apparently... It, was, it just... It interested me because it looks good for a, what they're claiming is a student project. Apparently, they make this game oh. after their lectures. And I was oh. surprised by how it didn't look utterly awful. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, you know, zombie survival kind of thingy. All right, that's been right. done a thousand times before. But for an early access student project, it actually doesn't look half bad. He didn't credit for that. The next game is called Ethereal Legends. Uh, it looks interesting. Yeah. Here's the thing. Keep going through the, the trailer they have. I don't know if this is just boss fights or if there's more to it. Because like all these fights progressively get more and more cool looking. I don't know why they started you with just a normal skeleton. Because Then the they gave you the, the mushroom trailer, thing. You're like in space and fighting a giant fucking space snake and shit. <laughs> What's this giant mushroom with a face? Yeah. It looks cool. I'm not even going to lie. Apparently Plus, this was made mostly by one person, which yeah. amazed me considering what's going on here. It's coming one out. person and it won the Taco Bell Feed the Beta Award. So just... It did. <laughs> I don't oh, know how, how valuable so you find that, that as an endorsement. Yeah, yeah. So. Thank you. It does seem like, a, I wonder if it is all boss fights, because uh, that, that, cool that. that might be interesting. Awesome. Yeah, it doesn't, for, for certainly a single person project, it looks a little bit jank, certainly. It doesn't look like amazing, but right. it looks like it's got potential. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, Shadow of the Colossus was basically a boss rush mode. There's no reason that there can't be another boss rush game. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. God, this next game looks hilarious, and I need TB and Jesse to play it. It says, find a vaccine for your infected friend before time runs out. Be aware, your friend will relapse sooner or later, and you'll have to find a new vaccine in a newly rebuilt house. Will you be able to uncover the mystery and save your friend once and for all? I can't tell if it's a two-player game or if it's one-player game. Single-player, and, and you have to, yeah, it's single-player, and your friend I'm going to be honest, like... literally the only reason I kept this in here is because it looks like Resident Evil 1. You're absolutely right. That's exactly oh, what it, it looks like. It does look like Resident Evil 1. It really does. And... It's probably going to be great then. Yeah, it's even got like, it's the same cap switching camera angles and everything. Like, it seems like they're deliberately doing that. But yeah, it's got these randomly generated houses and stuff, which I've, it's, it's like, this seems really strange. The actual, like, that's cool. I think this is, if each round lasts 30 minutes and it's like you have to find the vaccine, that's neat. That's a lot of replayability. Mm. It's got potential. It's I also really interesting to see people use that graphic style that almost nobody uses anymore. And the, the, that camera perspective in particular. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to have tank controls, too. It very well might. Yeah. Just Guys. saying. Huh. Trick style. Trick style. Fucking trick style. That was a, <laughs> that game was amazing. It's actually been out on GOG for a while, uh, so you could you could just play it on there. I don't know if they've maybe made any upgrades for it, but fucking trick style was amazing on Dreamcast. So good. Hoverboard racing. 
across like futuristic oh, London and shit. It was super cool. This is cool. Yeah, yeah. man. It was amazing. I loved that game. <laughs> and uh, Night in the Woods, which yep. I think um, so and I are so excited for. Yeah. It's a little adventure game where you play a little cat girl who's come back home and gets all mixed up and all sorts of weird shit dude i've been so excited for this game the aesthetic is great this is um, dudes this is your aesthetic like quite literally i love it yeah and it has and, and it has a lot more to like it has so many vibes in this game that i'm super excited i, I it, it's it's got a story that is I, I can't even spoil it it's bizarre guys it's super bizarre and i'm thrilled that it exists i can't yeah. wait for another fun experience in the wait. world of of creepiness yeah. indeed yeah uh oh. halo wars 2 also came out yep that's uh, not on steam by the way that's uh xbox one and the windows 10 store if you want to do that uh, it's been out for the last four days as the ultimate edition but if you're not willing to pay that stupid amount of money then it's out on tuesday mm-hmm. uh berserk and the band of the hawk indeed uh, for, uh, mm. oh what yeah yep. it's a it's a warriors so style game a dynasty Warriors style game oh. set in the berserk universe with full gore and violence and everything i'm very interested to see how it turns out Me it looks too. so good i'm also interested to see how much they censored it because let's be honest berserk subject matter is pretty fucking oh, grim yeah. so yeah. i would imagine yeah. that there will there will be something at least that they have taken out of it not on the violence <laughs> side of things but maybe on the other side of things yeah uh, so yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to see how this one ends up turning out. Same. Uh, my wife is in this. <laughs> sweet sweet Casca. Sweet sweet Casca. Um, next up, Psychonauts and the Rhombus of Ruin for PS4. Yeah, I believe that's that VR experience, isn't it? I didn't yeah. even know this was a thing. It is. Yeah. <laughs> now you do. It is, and it's coming out tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. Um, Chime Sharp for ps4 i don't know what that is i've never heard of it i have never heard of it either but it is on steam so we could look at it there uh yeah it's a music puzzle game that was apparently on xbox live and ps3 so this is a new version of chime sharp i've never actually heard of it i'm sort of skipping forward to see what it's all about yeah yeah sort of rhythm music uh, related puzzle thing uh sort of bit tetris bit other things bit lumens uh night in the woods for ps4 as well yeah. Uh, Typo Man Revised. This looks so cool. What the shit? Yeah, I've I have never seen this one. It, this came out last year on PC, but it's coming out on PlayStation 4, but this is an excuse to look at it again. I assume it's a sort of exploration platformer with typing-related stuff right. involved in it. But, like, the way you type in certain... So when he swings the D over to the rain, it makes drain, and then the water leaves... Like, right. that's a cool mechanic. Yeah, oh. this completely slipped under my radar last year. Wow! The boss fight, that looks freaking awesome! That's really interesting. Yo, I'm in. I'm yeah. in. <laughs> How cool. That's pretty Crazy. Yeah. Uh, Warhammer Quest, speaking of all the Warhammer games, Warhammer Quest for PS4, also coming out on the 21st. Yep. And there's another Yeast Origin game as well, which this yeah. again is also already available on PC. I was going to say, I assume that this is the same Yeast Origin that's been out yes. for a while. It's been out for several years. Yeah. It's, it's <coughs> like uh, a Climb just, the Tower RPG game. Yeah. They're just, but they're bringing it to PS4. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that is exactly that. But a lot of people liked it on PC. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Um, Polter Heist is coming out on the 22nd on uh, Steam. 
I'll be honest, oh, I only left this in because of the name. <laughs> yeah. This could have been a silly, silly game with a name like that where you're like a ghost robber and instead it's a horror game. Yeah, it's a it's a walk-in simulator horror game. I only left it in there because the name was neat. But yeah, I did yeah. expect also something weird and uh, goofy, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Next. Um, the next one was on the list last time as yeah, well. Yeah, popped up again for uh, some reason. Harold, an interactive period drama, super Great. cool art style. Yeah, uh, like the art novel. style a lot for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Northgard. Yo, I'm looking forward to this game. It, you're Vikings, and it kind of has like a civvy feel to it. So, oh, oh I, I want to play this so badly. Vikings, yes. Oh, I'm on board. I it's love a, the way this game looks. Yeah, it's a strategy game of sorts. I don't know like how much is city building and how much is like combat or whatever. I don't know what the balance between the two is, but what, this is uh, coming out in early access. I I like the look of it so far, though. Mm-hmm. Give, yeah, it's yeah, giving me a, a settlers vibe as well. This sprays the field. Absolutely. Oh I like God. it. Yeah. Oh, shit. You're right, TB. This next game is absolutely a Jesse game. It's I called A Trip to that. Yugoslavia. Uh-huh. <gasps> a Trip to Yugoslavia, an experimental interactive game with a theme of an old VCR player with the ability to rewind, pause, and fast forward. I love this so much. I, I don't. Left it in because the, the just aesthetic is so crazy. Yeah. Uh, I'll show you some screenshots like, of what I mean. It looks like it would kind of make me feel weird, too. <laughs> you know like, in what what way exactly yeah it, like, it, it, there are all kinds of screenshots of people like tied up and potentially being like tortured and i'm just like oh oh yeah i mean it looks nuts like vhs movies like Ugh. yeah it's just like they've hidden a snuff film in there i don't know yeah, i was gonna say is this a snuff film video game i don't know but it it looks nuts and just that aesthetic was really crazy to me so yeah i was intrigued oh. by it Hmm. I this love it. Game looks cool too. February twenty third. Open oh, sorcery. Open sorcery. I love this game. Oh yeah, we we talked about this. It was a pax. It was a pax as well, wasn't it? Yes. This game's great. It, it, you play as the the firewall. You're an elemental firewall, and you exist in this sort of magical world of uh, uh the, these computers, and you have to fight evil demons and viruses that are. It's great. And your options Hell are you yeah. either kill them or you can learn about them. But whatever you do affects you and you grow as an AI. And yeah, it's some co- really weird oh. Yeah, I remember us covering that and you like going on for about half an hour about all the crazy shit I you could do in it. So yeah. Love this keep, game. Keep yeah, an eye this on game it. is phenomenal. I'm- yeah. This is really fucking cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Super Spring Ninja is the next game. Yeah, it's a trajectory platformer where you sort of fling a ninja around. It's supposed to be a mix of Angry Birds and Super Meat Boy. I have no idea whether or not they'll execute that correctly, but it might, might be enjoyable for some people. Yeah. The game after that is called Fog of War, a tactical multiplayer game. This, I mean, it look it has that indie jank feel, but damn if it doesn't look cool. You ride horses. Yeah, it's... World War II third-person and first-person multiplayer shooter with apparently horse riding involved in it. Uh, vehicles, artillery, full-on career mode. It seems like maybe they've taken armor and like simplified it down a little bit and yeah. still allowed to do some of the cool stuff in it. So I'm I'm interested to see where it goes. It looks like it's very ambitious. Yeah. Yo, this next game is called The Exiled. It's a sandbox MMO that looks kind of cool. This would be fun with friends. This is a game yeah. that walking around with friends, I can see how this would be a lot of fun. Yeah. 
it's yeah it's, it's free apparently uh they're gonna be they're putting it in early access it reminds me sort of like uh one of the older ultima online or even like runescape kind of things uh, i'm intrigued to see what they do with it it obviously has a lot of combat in it but they're claiming like no grind full loot open pvp crafting mm -hmm. and stuff like that a survival sort of, strategy sort of yeah. d2 kind of feel a little bit kind of yeah but with sort of an open world where you're like yeah, trying to exactly. not get horribly murdered i i have no idea what the fuck is going on in half of these things but i it am interested cool. the next game is called hologram yeah so uh, kind of a cute little i say cute one of the pictures his head is getting sliced off but <laughs> <laughs> i mean you were almost there yeah it, it's a four-dimensional puzzle game, so apparently you can create clones of yourself to help you, like, solve puzzles, I guess. Oh. Whatever. I don't know if that's actually what 4D means. I'm going to go with probably not. But you, you program holograms to do certain things in certain orders and try and time it to activate all switches at the same time and shit. It looks like I would hate it. <laughs> mm. uh, the next game looks super cool. Called Forma Eight, Forma Dot Eight. Uh, it's calling itself a Metroidvania action adventure game, but the visuals, the visuals. in some of these screenshots are gorgeous. Yeah, they look really cool. Yep. Uh, seeing the game in motion, in particular, it's got a really cool aesthetic, which is why I was uh, looking at it. It reminds me a little bit of uh, in what was it, Insane Shadow Planet, or whatever the hell the name of that game was a while ago. Oh yeah, what was it? Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet was the name That's of it. it. Yeah, it remind me a little bit of that. Oh my god, I'm so excited for this next game. Me too. It's called <laughs> Dad Quest. Yeah, I'm so excited. Embark on a grand dad venture and bond with your child to form an unstoppable team. This looks like <laughs> a boy. This looks like a boy in his blob, but it's a dad and his son. Yeah. Yeah. Become oh, the world's coolest or greatest dad. Oh. Yeah. You. So yes, it. It's Dad Quest. It, it, I don't think you need to say any more of that. It looks ridiculous in every possible way. It looks so cute. Um, yeah, yes. Hell yeah. Absolutely. The game after that is called Minor Meltdown, 2D team-based online competitive multiplayer game. Reminded me a little bit of uh, Soldat, a really, really old sort of 2D combat game. And looks like it has a bunch of crazy weapons and powers and stuff in it. And you can scour the map for minerals, upgrade your gear. Actually, it reminds me a little bit of, uh, what was it, King Arthur's Gold. It was a game that came out a few years ago that did this kind of thing. And it has a bit of worms in there for good measure. Yeah, it so looks like, like it has some... Uh, like Lero, almost a little bit, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this next one looks cool. It's called Viva le Roi, or Long Live the King. Uh, and it's a game where you are trying to save King Louis the Sixth of France. He's about to be put to death, and so uh, under cover of night, you're trying to save him. Yeah, I like the aesthetic for this, but apparently, yeah, it's a bunch of uh, levels of trying to uh, stop the king from being executed. That was pretty neat. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, the game after that is called Shadows of Adam. Yo, this real talk? This looks pretty cool. Usually the RPGs we get on here, we're like, all right, okay. Shitty RPG making stuff, but this does not great. look like that. Yeah. No, this looks great. This looks like an actual old school RPG, not the yep. shitty stuff. Like the art is very, very good. Even the the box art they did for it looks just like uh, the original Shining Force on the Genesis. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah, it very, so very good. old school. So it, this actually looks like it might be worthy of your time rather than the millions of RPG maker games that don't look like that at all. 
Uh, the game after that is called Chopper. Yeah, it looks like a really weird physics-based choplifter clone that where crazy shit is happening. Mm. I, I don't, I'm not 100% on it, but I think maybe the physics-based stuff could possibly result in laughs. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Um, moving on to console releases, Forma 8, which we already talked about, is coming yep. out also for Wii U, PS4, and Vita. Um, <gasps> ACA Neo Geo Neo Town. Very good. Jesse, please play this with me. I've been looking Dude, for Dude, in Geo a Geo. heartbeat. Oh my God. This game is a classic. Okay. First Real of all, everybody, I need you to go listen to the Neo Turf Masters germany course theme and have it on for the rest of the day because that is the best like top 10 game music of all time this game <laughs> is straight up a classic i'm blown away that they're bringing this back yes it's on ps4 too dude please i, I we've been looking for somebody to play this with me oh my god in a heartbeat in a heartbeat yes awesome all right um, also on. on the 23rd is harvest moon 16. oh shit hell yeah mm-hmm. yep. which was my favorite harvest moon for many many years that's a good that's um, a good one February 24th, we have Seabed Prelude, which I'm not quite sure what this game is. It looks very VR, weird. VR kind of exploration game set in an underwater steampunk world with detective elements, apparently. Hmm. So I I'm, I don't know if it's going to end up being any good, but it looked intriguing by the setting. Right. Uh, the game after that is called Seasteader. It's a city building management game. Yep, you have to build your own seastead, as in an artificial island, essentially. So I was oh. intrigued by that. Okay. Oh shit! This is gonna be another one of those games that makes you feel weird, right? Uh, next game is called Nine One One Operator. This looks pretty slick. Dispatcher. It is so fun. Uh, this is a game where you literally are playing as the Nine One One dispatcher, and you not only have to uh make sure the police, the fire, and the medical services are all spread out through the city and keep them like going to locations, but you Uh also then have to take calls. And you have to, when people are talking to you, and you, it, it can be anything as mundane as like, there's a drunk man on the street, I don't know what to do. You have to like act like a 9 operator to get the right information to save these people. And sometimes right. it's shit like, one time this woman called and she was like, he's in the house and I don't know what to do. And, and so you have to like walk her through not getting like assaulted by her ex. Whoa. And so, oh my God. Yeah, it sounds like there's some heavy intense. shit in it. But it reminds me, it's giving me Papers, Please vibes in that respect. Like, the, oh, you're yeah. going to be making yeah. some pretty critical decisions, and there's going to be maybe some gray morality and stuff involved in it. But oh. I like the fact that it seems like it's, it's all on, you figure out, under though, strict time limit. Like, you actually figure, yeah, there's a time limit for something. You actually figure out straight up early on, there's only certain information you as a 911 operator need. And it's like, where are you at? When did this happen? Like, things like that. So all you have all this other stuff superfluous shit you can do but you realize really quickly like oh my god like i understand the op- like the job of a dispatcher now because of this game yeah and supposedly right. you can play it in almost any city in the world like you can literally download yes. almost every city which <sighs> is kind of crazy mm-hmm. all right moving on so interesting this i all right i put this one in because the fucking description is hilarious action mahjong would you like to read the description to i me? will i do not want the tiles i want push and get exclamation mark a new Mahjong game that goes beyond Mahjong. A Mahjong game that will play the most exciting and cheapest ever in history. At last, it appeared! <laughs> that is the description. English language not supported. No shit. Love it. 
Next. Uh, Legend of the Skyfish is the next game. Yeah, so this this has been on mobile for a while and is actually very highly regarded. Uh, it's a level-based adventure puzzler. Your weapon is a fishing pole. So right. you have to do... Uh, right. all, you got to use it to solve puzzles and battle shit, and I'll probably play it now that it's on PC so that I don't have to deal with uh, stupid touch control stuff. Uh, really beautiful game. Uh, a lot of stuff going on with it. Really awesome mechanics. Cool. Uh, next game is called Black Wake. Oh my god, this weekend. Oh my god, all of us need yep. to play this shit. Is this, this that co op pirate game? Yeah, it is. It, yeah. They, they did oh, like a. One of many that are being made right now. Yeah, they did a pre alpha of this a while ago for streamers, I think. This is the early access version. We need uh, to play this shit. Oh, yes, absolutely, we do. Oh you my kidding me? god. I'm all over it when I I'm get out of hospital anyway. I won't play it and just play the One Piece 4 Kids rap the whole time. Oh, just um, stop yes. ruining everything. Stop. Next. Next one's called Badass Hero. I love the aesthetic of this. Let me see. Like, see it in motion? I saw oh. roguelite platformer shooter. I'm like, oh, God. But like, oh, it's based in the comic book universe. Okay. And then I looked at it in motion. I'm like, oh. Like, I love the effects that are in use. It looks super slick and smooth. Uh, yeah. It's got those uh, cool comic book uh, explosions and stuff going on with it. Uh, so, yeah, it actually looks like it's got some legs. This oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, like, the little looks so cool. The little onomatopoeia sound effects that show up. That's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. That's and the, the, that boss fight in particular uh, looks really awesome. Oh so, shit! This is pretty cool. I'll yeah, follow this. looks kind of neat. The next game is called Hellion. Uh, after a century in cryosleep, you find yourself stranded amidst the ruins of mankind's first interstellar colony. Interesting. Yeah. So you explore ships. You, it's a multiplayer survival thing. You harvest resources. Apparently, you can build spaceships and fly them around. Loot and pillage from other survivors. I, I, I mean, again, super ambitious early access. Uh, hell, they even admit it's ambitious. But if they pull this off, that sounds really, really cool. Yeah. This actually looks pretty good. Yeah. Like, visually. Aesthetically, yes. Yeah, it looks very good. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to end up being that way. But, yeah, but you know, hell, if it, if they pull this off, that sounds pretty great. Mm -hmm. This next game looks so cute. It's called oh my God. Hollow Knight. It yeah. is a hand-drawn 2D game. Looks incredible. This yeah, looks it's incredible. a little side-scroller. It looks so cute. The aesthetic is lovely for this oh, one. Oh, that is very cute. Yeah. You can be befriend bizarre bugs, apparently. I don't know how that works, but yeah, the, the art style is great. Oh, this is a metroidvania yes yeah. it is yeah i can't okay. find this next game it's called whiz rogue city climber i think it's on ps4 is that what it's yeah the, there was another i i the the confusion is that there's another whiz rogue game and i don't know exactly yeah. whether or not this is the same thing um it's yeah it, it was based on wizardry i believe which uh -huh. if i recall correctly was like a a really difficult asian dungeon crawler um okay. So yeah, apparently it's just it's a remake of that as a roguelike. Okay. Um, and then the PS4 release for the 24th is called A Pixel Story. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's on Steam. It is. In fact, a lot of these games do end up being there. It's a devious 2D puzzle platformer that charts the evolution of video games. It's uh, you were mentioning uh, uh, Evil Land earlier. Evil this Land, is a, yeah. this is another one that tries to do something like that. Interesting. Cool. Moving on to February 25th, Midnight at the Celestial Palace. Oh, that's a mouthful. It's a musical point and click. It's it a is. point and click with musical numbers. Oh mm -hmm. my God. Yes. Instantly saved. Join yes. Greg, a 37 year old man child and professional underachiever. Supposedly, that's your character. Beautiful. Oh, all right. 
This is another one that I cannot find. The Shadows of Nature tracks. I, no, oh. this I fucked this up. Uh, it's oh, the okay. <laughs> no, it's not the same thing. It's it's the Shadows of uh, Pygma Pygmalion, I oh, believe. Pygmalion. This is the visual novel that I left in for you lot. Ah. Just because oh, it looked this? like slightly less terrible than the other ones. Shadows of Pygmalion. Okay. Yeah, Shadow of Pygmalion. It's a visual novel of some description. Huh. Oh, it's pretty art. Yeah, that, that was my only impression. It was like, that looks okay, I guess, and isn't obviously <laughs> just nothing but sexy times. Great. Oh, they're all a bunch of moe blobs. Oh, this one's got a gas mask and a gun. <laughs> You're weird. Next is Nature uh, Trex VR. Nature Trex VR. Okay, great. I didn't even put this in because it's so fucking gorgeous, and I actually just want to do this just to walk through nature and not go outside. Sounds like a great idea. Cool. Mm -hmm. uh, the one after that is called Hyper Nights. Uh, raise your army, learn powerful combos, and take back your land. Yeah, sort of like light RTS kind of, almost like a mixture of RTS and cannon fodder by the looks of it. I don't know yeah. if it's going to be any good, but it looks like the concept might be kind of interesting. Ooh, this one looks really cool. Uh, this one is awesome. February 27th, we have Stories Untold. So this is uh, four separate games all in one uh, package, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the games... Uh, the House Abandon is a game that was like a flash free game a while back and was phenomenal. I can't wait to see what they changes they made, but it's a horror game where you literally sit still and you play another game within this horror game and your actions like affect the world around you. It's great. It's really cool. And I can't wait to see what the other three are. I imagine they're equally as uh, weird and bizarre and creepy. Whoa. Yeah. Cool. Some crazy shit going on with this. Devolver yeah. Digital published again. They yeah, continue man. to just I, they go out of their way to publish stuff like this, and I appreciate that. Fuck, that's really cool. Yeah, the concept is great. It's very Stranger Things uh, aesthetic. Yes, <laughs> that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Next one. The next game is called Langoth. Um, it says Langoth is an old English word meaning a very specific yearning when a person has a vision of paradise and it's gone, but the rest of his life he's looking for it. It's a very sort of weird third-person exploration game with some very... Uh, apparently, you're living in some sort of multi-level simulation. I found the aesthetic to be really interesting. There seems to be, like, chase sequences in it, and I assume, like, puzzles to solve, which, yeah, there are. And bombs! I, a bombs is a feature, apparently. I, I like how it, it shifts from very, like, urban sort of mechanical aesthetic to also then very, like, natural and... Uh like the forest aesthetic yeah there's some it's a there's some weird shit going on in it yeah the next game is called pavlov vr would you like to explain why you left this one in um i actually uh missed this one i was rushing and uh the last the last five games i didn't actually look at his, his wow. mouth was watering okay. and he just couldn't focus no this this does look pretty bad <laughs> I did look at the last one on the list, but no, not these. I, I missed a couple uh, okay, of these. Okay, well, before we get to the last one, uh -huh. we have Skip Chaser, roguelike, story-driven sci-fi fantasy game. The style of this looks super cool. It actually does. Uh, it gives me more vibes of Hyperlight Drifter, stuff like that. So even though I didn't look at this, it actually does look kind of neat. The last one. The last one um... is called Flicks and Chill. This is a dating simulator. Your end goal is to get your date to flicks and chill with you. Do you have what it takes to do the bow chicka wow wow? Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm going to say no. You know what? I'm going to say no. no I'm going to say that. I don't have what it takes to do I the bow. Have... Wow. Sorry, flicks and chill. I don't have it. I don't have what it takes. It looks 
you apparently face moral choices. Everything, by the way, is done with the Netflix font to the point where these guys get sued if they're not careful. Yeah. Right. It, it looks ridiculous. Just ridiculous. <laughs> and those are the video games. And that's it. We did it. There we go. Those are the video games. I need to fucking leave. I've got to get a shower because we're going to go out to dinner. We have a dinner reservation. So you guys very, very, very quickly get through the stuff that you want to shill. Go on. Dodger, uh, what's going I, on? Go. I do anime news. I do gaming news. I do lots of horse shit. You can find me on Twitch. You can find me on YouTube. And you can find me on all the social medias. Find Dex bonus and then Winku at me and we'll have a great time. Winku isn't a real word. Jesse. Hi. Uh, you can see me on uh, YouTube.com slash Jesse Cox and on Twitter, Jesse Cox and on uh, Twitch slash Shibuzi. And uh, come Winku at me. No. Hey, uh, what's up? My name is Octopimp. I do a show called 50% Off, and I'm also starting a show called uh, Yowie on the Rocks, which is a parody of Yuri on Ice. YouTube.com slash Octopimp. Also, Twitch.com slash Octopimp, where I play games like Panty Party. Don't wink you at me. Yeah. <gasps> Damn! Shade thrown or whatever. I'm going to surgery tomorrow. I'm probably going to be in hospital for a week. I ain't making shit. See you when I get back. We're about done. We did it. Thank you very much for watching the Corruptional Podcast, which will hopefully be on next week at the usual time on Tuesday, assuming that I'm out of hospital and not in horrible pain by then. If not, I'll let you know on Twitter, or more accurately, someone who is still conscious will let you know on Twitter. Bye. We're leaving. Bye.